Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Von Miller getting double team, not a team getting easy sacks. Russo with the double moves coming straight for the quarterback. Take him down, take him down. McDermott clapping on the sidelines. And the crowd going crazy. Mafia, it's our time. Josh Allen, it's your Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again for some freaking reason. Right when I'm about to go live. <laughs> Disconnected. A lot of y'all like to say, it's not Canadian Wi-Fi. Maybe it is. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm your host, Rico, and you are tuned in to the Rico Report. Let's have a good time tonight. I apologize for the delay, folks. Tech issues, man. And you know how I feel, man. Whenever that thing happens, man, I lose my mind. But we back at it again like a crack addict. Let's go. So, folks. Lots of things to talk about, man. The season is upon us. We got a lot of things to handle. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we're down to 80. It was then 80. 80 is now the number uh, that we are currently sitting at in terms of players on the squad. And we're going to have to continue to revamp and move things around and shuffle and restructure and do a whole lot of those things. So, it's coming our way. Mr. Bean had a press conference today and had uh, a, a whole lot of, a whole lot to say, actually. He had a whole lot to say. Um, and I'll tell you, man, there was a few things that stood out to me. Um, but more specifically, there's one clip that uh, that Mr. Bean dropped on us. And uh, what's up? What's up, Wolfgang? What's up, Wolfgang? I would howl, but that would kind of be corny. But you know what it is, man. What's up? What's up, Andrew? That Tadros? What's happening? Um, so Mr. Bean had a press conference today, man. And uh, he he shared, this is one thing I do like about Bean. And this guy is so forward thinking. He's he's also very honest and straightforward. He tells you like it is. He doesn't fluff things. He doesn't give you the generic answers like his head coach does. And McDermott, you know what I'm saying? It's all scripted with what McDermott says. He's careful in what he says. Bean is just real, man. He keeps it real with you. And I assume that he does. I mean, I can very strongly assume he does the same thing with his players. You know what it is when you come to the Bills. You know how he functions. He'll tell you like it is. And if you didn't do your part, it's because it was already spoken about. You have you have a job to do. And if you're able to do it, you're going to make the squad. If you're not able to, then here it is. You're here, you're walking papers. So uh, not, not sure what else to kind of bring to the table other than that. And uh, this clip here, though, Really stood out to me. Uh, I'm going to play it right now. When you when you draft a player, we want to draft, develop, re-sign them. So from that standpoint, um, that's disappointing for me. And and you know I, I got to go back and look at, at our process. You know where where that didn't work out. And you know I know certain things. And so putting it all together, it just ultimately, you know, in my heart of hearts, I wanted Cody to. You know, come in here and, and have his best year in, into his fourth year and make it 
make a decision to whether we were going to re-sign him or not. But um, I think it just circumstances, you know, Cody really wants to start and and felt that's that's what he, he deserved. And, and for us, versatility is very important. Um, you know, and as we pare this down, it just ultimately made the most sense for the Bills and for Cody. Um, you know, a team made an aggressive enough move that I thought it made sense to, to at this point, um, add a pick that, you know, hopefully we do a good job with next April. All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, Rico's tech issues are back again. I'm producing the show. It's Evan Harrington. You guys have obviously seen me around these parts a little bit, you know, joining from Rev, Zbot on Smoke Break Mondays and, you know, other shows throughout the week. I'll be in here for a little bit, just kind of breaking down the 44 trade, you know, before Rico gets back, uh, you know, from his little technical difficulties. But nonetheless, Brandon Bean basically stated in that video that Cody Ford wanted to start. You know, he wanted to start but it wasn't going to be in a Buffalo Bills uniform. Rightfully so. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of players on this team that have meaningful value in the starting lineup. And Cody Ford just simply isn't one of those players. And, you know, when, when Brandon Bean's looking back, you know, on this draft pick, 38th overall, 2019, he would like to see that draft pick become something, even if it's not in a Buffalo Bills uniform. And in Brandon Bean, in Brandon Bean's eyes, trading Cody Ford, to the Arizona Cardinals for a fifth round pick is the best value Brandon Bean can get for a guy they drafted in the second round a few years back. Because when you look at this depth chart, as of right now, Cody Ford is just not a player that would even make the 53-man roster or even start. You know, you got guys like Ryan Bates who have stepped up. You bring in a guy like Roger Saffold. You still have Ike Butker, who just today got placed on the pup list and, you know, is going to be out for the first games. And, you know, when, when you look at Cody Ford overall, it does suck because we really thought that he could be a player that potentially could have been one of the franchise cornerstones on this offensive line. Because, you know, in 2017, you draft Deion Dawkins. You have your franchise left tackle. The next season, you bring in a guy like Mitch Morse. So you got your center and your left tackle. You potentially have a guy in Cody Ford that can be that right tackle that you were drafting him to be. Didn't you moved him inside the guard? He was playing a little better, but it just overall was not enough to potentially, you know, you know, be that starter. But I thought it was great that Brandon Bean got a fifth round pick for a guy like Cody Ford because Cody Ford simply, you know, simply putting it in easy words was just not a good, you know, tackle slash guard over the past few seasons for the Buffalo Bills. Now I will credit this. This is the one thing I'm going to credit though. We see guys like I'm a, I'm a transition a little bit. Overall, I hope Bobby Hart has a phenomenal, you know, stint or rest of his career with Arizona. I think it's good for him to be paired up back with Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown, you know, as they were teammates in Oklahoma. So I think overall, this is a good new fitting move for Cody Ford. But now here's here's where I want to transition. Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer is your new offensive line coach. You had a guy like Bobby Johnson last year who is now the offensive line coach for the New York Giants. Bobby Johnson was good. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Johnson was a good offensive line coach here in Buffalo. But I feel like bringing in a guy like Aaron Cromer, he's going to maximize the potential for the rest of the offensive line. Whether, you know, that's guys like Cody Ford. Because let's be honest, no one thought Cody Ford can play. No, nobody did. I, I, everyone in the chat right now, 
Nobody thought Cody Ford can play. He had a very, very phenomenal game against the Denver Broncos the other day. He he played very well. He did his thing. He was very good at getting to the second level and blocking, you know, on all of our running plays. Devin Singletary, uh, Raheem Blackshear, Zach Moss, James Cook, Duke Johnson, all had days running behind Cody Ford. And, you know, when you look at a guy like Aaron Cromer, he's done wonderful things already with Bobby or Bobby Hart. And you got a guy like Bobby Hart now who is one. I want to transition into this just for a little bit. I, I know the other day um, on the post game show covering the, the Broncos Bills game, I, I, made, I made a hot take. I don't know if it was a hot take. Some of you guys might have thought it was a hot take that I have Bobby Hart making the roster. And I, I, I think Bobby Hart is going to make the roster, right? Because now you got to look at the fact Cody Ford's gone, he's out of the equation. He's not on the Buffalo Bills roster anymore. He's out. Ike Butker, you know, one of our interior guards, is going to miss the first four games of the season, you know, being on the pup list. He's not, uh, you know, he's not going to be active against, he's not going to hurt the 53-man roster. It's not going to count against that. So, you know, this, this opens it up. This opens it up for a guy like Bobby Hart, who can play all four positions. And I'm not saying that. You know, that's what guys like Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have said. Bobby Hart can play all four positions. You know, he can play left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. Now, is he great at it? Most likely not. Does he have his moments? Sure. He had his moments in, in the Broncos game. You know, he can do his things here and there. But it's the versatility of a guy like Bobby Hart that will make this roster. And that's where I want to also wrap up and bring this to full circle of just how good Aaron Cromer is. And I think we are not talking about Aaron Cromer enough. I think he should be talked about up to the level with some of the other coaches on this roster. I, I really think Aaron Cromer is going to revolutionize his offensive line, especially for the running game. I mean, you look at what the running game did, did, did the other day. It, it, it was phenomenal. It, it, it was, it was wonderful what the offensive line did in the running game. Uh, Rico, Rico's back in the, in the green room. So I'll, I'll wrap up my point before you get back in here. I apologize, folks. Evan, you held it down, man. I appreciate it. And I and I'm honestly, I'm sitting here. I'm about to lose my ish tomorrow when I call my internet providers. I'm gonna say, why am I paying all this money for y'all to be messing with your boy? And I appreciate you holding it down, Evan. You're a good man. I try. <laughs> That's my guy, Evan. I appreciate you, man. Where where were you so I can kind of feed off of what you're doing and I can kind of get into my group? So so I mean, I I started, so I played your clip. I played your clip. Of Thank the, uh, the, you know, Brandon Bean breaking down the Bobby Hart trade. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of, you know, stepped into the Bobby Hart discussion, breaking that down a little bit, but eh, like Johnny here, I, I also got into the Bobby Hart thing, you know, I, bet. I mean, I Rico, Rico, here's the thing. you give me a platform. I'm going to, I'm going to talk my talk. You give me a platform. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to talk, talk my ish. Um, but you know, I was, I was talking about Bobby Hart a little bit, breaking down the Cody Ford trade, but I mean, you just want to step back into the Cody Ford trade. I didn't really step too far into Bobby Hart. No, no, no. It's perfect timing because I mean, we kind of can get into it. Um, and then uh, I can, I can bring you back in when we get into the old line chat. Okay. And we'll do that. We'll go from there. All right. Rico, I'm hearing some stuttering, man. Don't scare me like that. About to lose my mind, man. I'm about to lose my mind. Ev? You're going to have to stay on with me because I'm about to rip this thing out the wall. All right. 
If you guys can see me, I'm trying to work this thing. I mean, I'm, I'm losing I my mean, mind I mean, right now. I mean, Rico, we might have to stay with that uh, potato cam going with the static. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm losing my ish, but I'm going to keep it real. Uh, I'm going to keep it buck. So, Evan, if you can hear me, uh, Bobby Hart, you're going to get your, you're going to get to really expound on this Bobby Hart thing once I get right into the old line talk. I don't want to get into rated R Rico, but goddamn, I might get into. I'm going to drop bombs everywhere. I don't want to be that guy tonight. I really don't. I'm cool, anyway, man. Yo, I'm trying to keep my cool right now, but I don't want to punch, punch a hole in the wall. But anyway, uh, getting into this chatter, though, um, I do I do want to talk about like the kind of news around the league before we get into the, the big reveal on the 53 that we think is going to happen. I'm going to need a lot of people's help on doing this because, truth be told, there are some solidified pieces already. We already know this is the group that's going to be going forward, but there are some pieces that are going to, yeah, you're going to sit in here going, I'm not sure. There's some depth pieces that we're thinking, are we going to keep this depth piece? Or are we not? It, it's going to go back and forth, right? So let me get to around the league because I, I really want to get into this and I'm going to get into, into the bag. Uh, Baker Mayfield got the starting job. I did not know Baker Mayfield was going to get the starting job. I thought it was going to be more of a battle between him and freaking Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold just let Baker walk into his house and take his job. Like, Sam Darnold, have some more fight. Have some more fight, my goodness. You can let, you let the guy in the same draft class as you come in and take your job. Are you kidding me? You didn't you didn't make it a fight? You didn't make it until the last preseason game for them to decide and to keep people on pins and needles? Nah, fam, you let the man take his job. And it drives me insane that you can just let that. I, I, just, I can't get it. Sam Darnold went from a poor-ass Jets organization, you know what I'm saying? I get it. They didn't they didn't coach you up the way you should you should have been coached up. Cool. Then you go to the Panthers. All right. You look good at the beginning. You look good. And then you poo-pooed the bet. And now Baker with all his mess comes over and says, Yeah, I'm gonna take that. And you're just gonna lay there and take it. Golly. So what 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 happens to Baker Mayfield? I mean, not Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold going forward, first and foremost. I think the Carolina thing was scripted. Who knows it was scripted? They wanted him. They didn't want him. Who knows what was happening? But Sam Darnold, what happens to Sam Darnold now? Like, his, he's got to be so demoralized, so demoralized that Cam Newton came in, stank up the joint. You know what I mean? And Cam Newton is without a job, rightfully so, because it just it, it just ended badly for, for Cam. You know what I'm saying? And it started when he went to New England. He should have never went to New England. That was a terrible place to go. But anyway, it is what it is. Ocho Cinco did the same thing. Terrible place to go. Ocho could have went every other place but that place. But I mean, at the time, he it wasn't good look for him. But anyway, uh, but Sam Darnold, dude, you're, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. I do. You know what I'm saying? But dude, what, what goes on? Is he, is he a, forever a backup now? Is he ever going to get an opportunity? Is he going to be like a Mariota and get his opportunity somewhere on a team that's not looking good? Who the F knows? But anyway, uh, moving on. I, I feel bad for Sam Donald, but I kind of don't at the same time. Uh, Tom Brady. My man Tommy Brady and Gronkowski were headed to the Raiders. And of all people, which I don't understand, I don't know if, if you guys know this answer, please enlighten me. How the hell is Dana White involved in Tom Brady, Gronkowski, all those people getting into a spot? I just don't understand it. Um, I just, I won't understand it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But dude, Gronk and the and Tom Brady and the Raiders. And here's the worst part. Gruden bought kiboshed it. He said, nah, we're not having that. I'm good with my quarterback and Derek Carr. Not that Derek Carr is terrible. It's not that case. It's not the case at all. 
But the fact that you would say, I'm good, I'll keep Derek Carr over having Gronkowski and Tom Brady. And the worst thing is, Tom Brady went and won the whole thing that year, too. And Gruden didn't take it? Dude, this is this is one of those things where, like, you let your pride get in the way. You let your pride get in the way and say, no, nah, I can do it without Brady. I don't need Brady. Well, Brady did it without your ass. And you could have had, you know what I'm saying, your team raising Lombardi. It would have been, been a beautiful thing. It would have been really set up. The back, you're in Nevada now, like Las Vegas, and you let that, you let that dude go. Man, Brady doesn't fit with the Raiders. Dude, Brady can go anywhere, and he'll fit. Believe that. He can go anywhere. You can put Brady right now. What's the worst team in the league right now? Evan, what would you say the worst team in the league is? Oh, the worst, the worst team in the league, in my opinion, honestly, could probably differ between the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears. I mean, realistically. Okay, Chicago Bears. I'll say I think Chicago yeah. Bears was one of the worst teams. You put Brady on the Chicago Bears, they're competing for that freaking NF, the NFC North spot. For sure. They're competing. Oh, they're, they're a playoff Brady team. and Rodgers. Oh, my gosh. Brady and Rodgers in the same division. Like, to say he doesn't fit anywhere, dude, that is the guy that can fit anywhere. It's like saying LeBron doesn't fit anywhere. LeBron plays from point guard to freaking center. He will fit one to five. That is, you know what I'm saying? He'll go one to five. You ask him to cover freaking Zoljunas Elgoskis for crying out loud. He can do it. I mean, there were teammates for crying out loud, but you know what I'm, you catch what I'm saying. But anyway, the Texans are pretty brutal. Uh, I think the Texans are not going to be as bad this year. I think the Texans can beat though. They competed in a lot of games. I agree. I think they're going to be very competitive this year, and I don't doubt it. But you put Brady on the Texans, they win the South. There's no question. They win the South. It's over with. I'm just saying. is that He's that good. But anyway, the Jets are terrible. Yeah, I mean, listen, you get the point. You can put him anywhere, and he'll fit. And the Raiders decided to say, nah, we'll keep Derek Carr. Not that Derek Carr is terrible. He's not. I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek he's a Carr. great quarterback. I think he, I, the, you know what? Derek Carr is that quarterback where you can't upgrade but you can't downgrade you know what i'm saying he's just I get exactly what you're saying he's he's at that point where he's just good enough where you're too scared to upgrade because you don't know if you can get that next level guy yeah it's it's it's, it's one of those tough situations to to for for the raiders raiders fans you know what i'm saying but raiders are pretty happy they got Devonte. they got you know i mean Derek Carr. they got the teammates back together again so we'll see how that plays out um out there but like how is Dana White involved? What is Dana White doing involved in this business? And he's the one, you know what I mean, spilling the tea. He's spilling the I tea for the whole world to know. What? That I don't know if it's true sense. or not, but he could be like a small, he might have a small percentage of the ownership with the Raiders. Like maybe. I, I could he? be wrong. I got I mean, look, look that up for that's, me. Look that up if that is actually. I'll look that up. Yeah, like, look that up while we while we. I'll look that up on my phone real me. quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because like, it's intriguing. I, it is very intriguing. And, and you ask Derek Carr about it. Derek Carr is a true, true professional. He's like, man, yeah, I heard about that. But, like, what am I going to do? I mean, all, I'm, all I want to do is focus on my football and focus on all those things. And it's it's really nice to just answer questions about football and not asking me about some Tom Brady stuff. Like, it's it, this guy is a consummate pro, like, legit consummate pro. By the way, Evan, I love your hat. Your hat is legit. Sexy on you, boy. I like it. It is um, legit. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. So, um, on to next news. Uh, the Steelers are unsure of who is going to start at quarterback. They don't they they think Kenny Pickett has a chance to start. I thought they made Trubisky the the starter until I read something that was like, well, they're going to wait till the last preseason game to really determine who's going to start. Well, that is something. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect that. I thought Trubisky was going to walk in there at least take 
one. But Tomlin allowing the Rook to take over? I mean, yes. I believe in Tomlin. Tomlin is a heck of a head coach. But Pickett? Pickett, but Pickett was having a fantastic offseason, though. That's right. Someone said Pickett has to be the starter. Well, Trubisky's got the... I mean, Trubisky's no, he's not a slouch. He's not a slouch. He's not some scrub. You know what I mean? That you could, like, he can actually still play, right? And he's got the right pieces around him. He's got a lot of good weapons. Claypool, Deontay. Uh, was it? Pat Freermuth is out there. Uh, you yeah. got Nazi Harris. Uh, who's the other receiver that's out there? That George day? Pickens. George Pickens is, I heard, doing NFL good. young boy. <laughs> NFL <laughs> young boy at it again. So George Pickens, by the way, side note, um, George Pickens might be a hot pick for fantasy. And yeah. a whole lot of people, I mean, he's making a little bit of noise, but he could really turn things up uh, for this, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll see uh, how the young NFL boy does his thing. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to give the job to the vet, the guy that's been around, that's seen a lot of things. But if that young rookie's really pushing it, I guess you could hand it, hand him the job. I guess you can, but it, it is what it is. But the Steelers are, are still in that quarterback issue. They got issues. I wanted George Pickens for the bills. It would have been a nice, uh, a nice little addition if we had George Pickens. I'll tell you that right now, but our, our okay, receiver dude. room is full already folks. It's already as, as full. Rob Ellie says, yo, Mitch is good, man. He should start. I agree. I don't think you should put the, you're saying the young boy in all of a sudden just because, you know, I mean, he's the hot shit right now. You know what I'm saying? He's good. They're going to really turn things up in the regular season. And you want, you know what I mean, the savvy vet to be the guy that takes over. What was that? What was that that Pierre just said? Pull that back up. You always play the guy you drafted to be the franchise. Same thing I said about Josh Allen. Give him the keys after hopping off the stage. Well, Pierre's the same thing. Same, the same person that wanted Josh Allen to start first year. He was like, yo, throw him in first year, but. It was somebody that stood in Josh Allen's way. Do you know who that is, uh, Evan? Uh, oh, it's, it was AJ McCarron and Mr. Nathan Peterman. Damn right. Nate Peterman! <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Rico, I'm going to be honest. So before yeah. I joined BF, I remember yeah. watching you about this this whole like Nate Peterman thing in 2017. I'm like, what yeah. is this guy on? <laughs> is he on? And then, boom, Nate Peterman starts. That, everybody was, it was like, every, it was like everybody versus Rico. Because I was saying, like, guys, I think, Nate Peterman is going to, he's going to earn the job and he's going to start. Josh Allen is not ready yet. He's not ready yet. So you got to put Nate Peterman in. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. If you just, if he wins the job, I'll even buy a, who was it? Aaron Quinn was like, if he wins the job, I'll even buy a BF shirt. He won the job. I don't know where Aaron Quinn's BF shirt is at. I, I, I think we remember making that joke and I was like, nah, don't even worry about it, man. But it is what it is. Uh, We ended up kind of squashing that. But uh, at that time, it was hot shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that and it's been an ongoing joke for me. You know, I've seen saluting Nate Peterman that's still in the league right now. He's still doing it, man. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from Nate Peterman, uh, the Steelers don't, still don't have a quarterback. So we're going to find out if if he actually wins the job. Do they give it to the rookie or do they give it to the savvy vet? We'll soon find out. Uh, I do have a question for everybody, yo. Yo, smash that like, my man. So, so my lady, Sophia. What's up, Sophia? Thank you, Rico and Evan, for great content. We appreciate you, Sophia. Um, hear me out. Kayvon Thibodeau. Are you hearing the news that's going on with Kayvon Thibodeau? Yes. Evan, um, are you? Perfect. Yeah, uh, I saw the, I saw the I'm not familiar with Kayvon Thibodeau. He's the uh, defensive lineman that the Giants drafted. Uh, quite high. Quite high in the draft. And uh, he got hit in the knee. And the debate right now is, is it you should we should we outlaw and 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 you know stick our noses up at guys that go for guys' knees? 
what more and, and i think who said it best it was uh, uh mark schlarsch i think his name is slouch sloths i forgot i can't even pronounce his name but anyway former nfl player and he pretty much said listen this is whack for those that are are hitting up and saying oh he shouldn't be able to do that that's illegal blah 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 he go and he said it, he put it best he's like you put pads on and you let a 265 pound man come at you guns are blazing and you take that hit on head on that's suicide you don't want to do that what do you do you take the guys down Devin McCourty, I think it was Jason McCourty or Devin McCourty. I think it was Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty was like, yo, I'm, I'm like 5'10", 5'11", a buck 90. And guys that come at me like that, guess what? We take them down at the thighs. We don't go for their knees to take them out. We go for the thighs because little guys like us have to. Could you imagine, Evan? Evan, how much do you weigh? Uh, 175. 175? All right, buck yeah. you, 70, right? You have a guy like Pierre. You give Pierre, you know what? You have a guy like Bobby. Bobby's a big boy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, how tall yeah. is Bobby? Bobby's what six three, six four. People don't right. people don't realize Bobby's a big boy, man. You have a yeah, Bobby side. barreling down your way, right? And what are you gonna do? You gonna take Bobby head on? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless I was like, unless I was like Edger Goldberg with that spear. No, there's no way. Uh, yeah, no, I'd I'd probably go for like the legs, the kneecaps. You bounce That's- off like pinball. You know what I'm saying? So little guys have to go for big, like the big boys that are coming at you, because these big boys are are going to what, what uh, what's the the running back for the Tampa, that freaking Leonard uh, Fournette, Leonard Fournette, or Eddie Lacy, absolutely slaughtered that DB. You know what the problem was? The DB tried to go head up. Guess what? Head was in the turf. You can't go up against big boys like that. It just happened. So Kayvon Thibodeau now is getting a second opinion with uh, James and James Andrews, I believe. And uh, they're about to find out if this is a, a bigger injury or not. They're saying it's an MCL, uh, so that could keep him out for quite some time. But we will see. Uh, Evan, uh, Evan would be sorry. Evan would take Bobby head on. Yeah, right. Could you know what? You probably, you probably could take Bobby head on. Bobby Hart. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I'm pretty. You're quick. All, you're I got all about Bobby Hart right now, so you probably just let him plow. I mean, well, you know, I'll say this about myself because if I'm getting thrown in the spotlight, I gotta you know throw a little little shine on me. I could, uh, you know, I I got good bending pass rushing moves. I'm not the strongest guy, but I got a good jump start. Okay. Uh, so if I bend the edge quick and get around the tackle, I think I can get to the quarterback. Now, I mean, money on every. I mean, I mean, right, rightfully so. I I I can you know bend the edge and you know get to the quarterback. I mean, I got if you. it's just one hit, if it's one hand touch tackle, then I'm I'm set. If if uh, I here's a hypothetical question, uh, your safety, and okay. I, I got the ball and I'm coming around the corner. I'm coming around the bend. Are we going head on? Or are you going for my thighs? I'm hitting you in the thighs, knocking you out of bounds. Bad move. I I I you'd be eating dust. You know how to do? I Josh Allen you. Hop all over you. Ah, nuts on your forehead. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. I digress. I digress. Evan versus Rico, Oklahoma Joe. Yo, bring that shit off, boy. Let's go, me and Evan. But anyway, uh, home opener will, or uh, yeah, home opener will do that. Do that, man. Put a couple, put a couple pylons, football down. Let's go, man. Um, yo, we should do that at a home opener. Home opener. Someone bring the pylons. Someone bring a freaking football. And we do Oklahoma and film that shit. And we freaking put it all over the all over social media and be like, yo, this is how we do it at Bill's Mafia, Tailgate. We don't only, we don't only drink and eat wings, but we do Oklahoma in this bitch. And we show everybody doing it, man. 
Get the reporters right. in there. Get everybody in that bitch. That'd be something, man. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'll tell you, there'll be a hot drunk people doing Oklahoma. What a hot disaster mess that would be. But I'd be all for it. I'd be I'd be sitting there with my freaking camera, just yo. <laughs> Let me keep rolling that shit. I don't know why I'm doing. I'm rolling the camera like this, like I'm back in, you know, what I'm saying in the old days. But you catch the drift. <laughs> you you do catch the drift, man. My man said, "Yo, did somebody say home opener?" Well, we might be heading to home opener. We're trying to figure that. We're trying to figure things out, folks. We're trying to figure things out. But anyway, on oh, to- this is a, this is a good roast. Hopefully, Rico is faster than the internet. Oh my God, Rob Elliott. That's a. You know what? I I gotta give that to you, my guy. <laughs> right now, I'm 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 crossing my fingers that my my shit stays. You know, he legit because right now we, we straight right now. But anyway, moving on to uh, to to build some bills. Talk uh, talk of the town, obviously, is. Lineman Cody Ford has been traded. And for the last year and a half, I say I'll say to the better, better time of the two years, I was like, fam. If you are being moved from right tackle to right guard to left guard to all over the place, you don't have a home. And when you don't have a home and you get drafted in the in the second round, you are a borderline bust. And that's what I've been on that. And you guys know I've been well, you guys been watching me for a minute now. Cody was a freaking borderline bust. Now. I'm going to throw him a little bit. I'm going to throw him an olive branch just a tiny bit. Had they kept him at right tackle? maybe he could have developed a little bit more at that right tackle position, right? That's number one. That's a, and, and that's the number one olive branch I'm going to give him. Number two, his freaking O-line coach did not develop him at all. Bobby Johnson did absolutely nothing with Cody Ford, right? And only now with a new O-line coach, people started saying, well, did you see Cody Ford last game? He was really good. Even Evan was giving him props. He was really good. Like, did you guys see him? All that good stuff, right? Had he been able to stay at right tackle with better development, better coaching, maybe, just maybe, Cody Ford would have panned out a little bit better. But they moved him. The minute you move someone from one position to the other, you got you got them all over the place. It's a wrap. You you don't you have no home, and when you have no home, you're you definitely have no home because right now. He's not in Buffalo anymore. Cody Ford has been traded to the Arizona Cardinals for him to pair up with his old boy, his old little man, Kyler Murray. So they're gonna they're gonna rekindle their relationship over there in Arizona. Uh, I think they, they they have another guy from uh, from Oklahoma that's on that team. There's like three Hollywood Hollywood Brown Hollywood Brown, Brown. very much Hollywood Browns all over there. So uh, had Aaron Cromer been with us the last couple of years. We may have a different Cody Ford, but you had bum-ass Bobby Johnson developing absolutely no one, absolutely no one. So Aaron Cromer coming back is an absolute blessing, and I love every bit about it. By the way, shout-out to my man Carl Tommen. Uh, it says, uh, question, with Trey White most, most likely uh, starting on the PUP list, how many games are the opposing QBs going to pick on Elon before he makes a stop? Dude, they're going to pick at him right off the start. Right from the start, they're going to pick on him. I'm trying, I'm telling you right now, because the only way you get respect is to take on, take on the bully. They're going to try to bully him. They're going to try to throw at his ass. And he's got a tall task ahead of him going up against Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup. Pick your poison because both those boys are bad. Those are two bad men. So I'm going to just say this, man. 
Elam better be freaking ready. He better be ready because they're going to come for his ass. And they already know if they're watching film and they're professionals, they already know he's grabby. He's going to be sitting there trying to, I mean, he get, get beat off the quick, quick route off the tree. Dewey's going to be grabbing, man. So if he's confident enough that he doesn't need to do all that, then he might be in good company. But it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough first game. It's going to be a rough first game. And the minute they see blood and the blood doesn't stop, they're going to keep going at his ass. And guess what? They're going to roll the safety over. Or they're just going to play heavily. They're going to just stay heavily in zone and just protect him that way. Right? But his strength is man-to-man. So who knows? Maybe they play to his strength. Play to his strength and keep him man-to-man. Make him lock down Allen Robinson. Maybe it's a whole different ballgame. I personally think that he's actually going to be, he's going to do well. I personally think he's going to do well. What he showed me in preseason is that he's competitive shit. So he may, he will get beat. That's a, there's no question about it. He will get beat. It's what he does after he gets beat. Are you going to sulk with your head between your tail and your head between your legs? Or you man up, put your chest down, get back out there, and, and you only boss your position up. That is where we're going to find out what's really good with Mr. Kair Elam. And I feel that he's going to, he's going to step up to the plate. I really think he's going to step up to the plate. Johnny Blaze says the score is going to be 53 to 45. That's too high scoring for me. Especially I mean, 53 is fine with me. 45. I'm right cool there. with that. I, I mean, hey, if, you know, Kyrie Elam's getting beat a lot and it is 45 for the Rams, heck, man, Josh and company might need to put up 53. Uh, but, yeah, just my thing with the, the whole Kyrie Elam thing, I you know, he is going to get tested early. There's You, you can't yeah. stop your rookie corner from getting tested early. You're throwing him in that spot to be a starting corner in the NFL. You're going to have to let him get beat. You know, he's going to have to learn from that. He is going to get beat. Like, I don't think he's going to go out there and – be like a Tredavious right, right, right away. That's just, just not how it is. Cornerback is one of the hardest positions to develop to in the NFL from college to the, to the pros. So again, Elam, a very physical man corner, but he's going up a guy up against guys like Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson. He probably will go against Van Jefferson, most of his reps. So yeah, he Van won't Jefferson be going plays. up against. Yeah. I mean, if he plays, uh, mm-hmm. if he does play, he probably will be going up against Van Jefferson. And if he does, you know, Van Jefferson isn't the most prestigious route runner in the league, but if he goes up against Allen Robinson, he's going up against, you know, one of the top route runners in the game. So that's what it is. I mean, you're just going to kind of have to let it be as it is. Hey, well, listen, man, Pierre says, yo, Trey, White got beat many times as a rookie as well. And it's going to happen. It definitely will happen. I can guarantee that right now. They're going to go at him and it's, it's how he responds. I mean, everybody knows that it's how you respond. Right, you get punched in your mouth. You don't turn around and, and hold your jaw and walk away. Nah, you kind of spit the blood out. All right, stretch out and let's go. We're gonna square up. That's how it should be. Um, Elam gets a pick number in game one. I really hope it does. I really hope it does. Uh, truth to hearts. What's up, truth? I haven't seen truth in a minute. What up, truth? He goes, Yo, what's more likely, man? Are running backs combined for over 2,000 yards rushing or Josh Thorne for 5,500 yards? Josh Thorne for 5,500 yards. Uh, I can see it, 5,500 yards, but, I mean, I'm looking at the run game. Combined for 2,000 yards, man. We had, what, just shy of 2,000 yards last year uh, as a run team altogether. I think we had, like, 1,950. Um, I think so. I think you're yeah, right like, Around that, we had 1,950. So, you know what? Let me go with the 2,000 yards rushing because last year we did not have a good run game. We didn't have a good run no, game. No, it simply all. wasn't. It was most of Josh. Season, right? Josh sparked us to get back on track, Right? Um, but I can totally see us going for 2,000 yards total uh, with their running backs all together. So, truth of hearts, I like that, man. I'll take the odds of the, the running backs going for 2,000 yards. 
5,500 yards is a lot, bro. Yeah. I, I yards a lot. Yo, Tom Brady had 5,300 yards last year. 55, bro? And that, that's just an added game, too. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, absolutely. 1,000. I don't think... I don't think there's any quarterback in the game right now that can just easily get to 5,500. You would have to have the most historic quarterback season in NFL history, in my opinion. Like, I think you would just have to have a season unlike none other or, to get to 5,500 yards passing. Or your team is freaking terrible and you're playing from behind all day, every day. Doesn't mean that you, you had a fantastic season. You're just playing catch up and they're just letting you freaking just roll. Like Jameis Winston. Didn't Jameis Winston have like two consecutive years of throwing 5,000 yards? So I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he threw. I think it might have been forty nine hundred the one year, and then like fifty one hundred the next. And then, but like something, the something of that nature. So, dude, the, the one season was thirty for thirty. I mean, I that my nickname for Jameis Winston is Mister ESPN thirty for thirty. Mister ESPN mm-hmm. himself. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you had a you lit up the 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 league. Uh, it's just that your team was garbage and you had no choice but to play from behind. And that's a fantasy player's dream to have a quarterback that's always playing from behind and having to freaking work things work things around. So. Uh, to throw for 5,500 yards, you've got to have 323 yards a game. To throw for 300 is already a task in itself. To do that for I mean, 17 games? Yo, that's just, just-, just think about it. Before the 2020 season, it took Josh Allen until that 2020 season to have his first 300-yard passing performance. It, it took a Josh while. Josh Allen played 28, almost 30 games, basically, in his NFL career, and he didn't have it. Uh, a 300-yard passing performance. His first 300-yard passing performance was against the New York Jets in year three. So yeah. it's it's not. And he just now Allen just made it 300. I remember that game. Yeah, and, and we yeah, praised, yeah. yes, he made it over 300. And then the year after that, boy was dropping 300-yard games, 400-yard games. I think it was the 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 season. It was the COVID season where there were no. Yeah, that's no what it was. Fans. Yeah, he was just lighting oh, shit up. Bad one. <laughs> lighting shit up. But anyway, you guys catch the drift, right? Um, he then threw for 400 the following week. Yeah, he did. Then he was, then he felt it. He's like, okay, this is what it takes to, you know what I mean? Put these yards up. Uh, Josh is different now though. Erase everything that happened the first two years. Absolutely right. That third year was a magical year and he's never looking back. He is never looking back. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Domo, what up Domo? He says, yo, the way big baller bean was talking about, it sounded like Bobby Harder, real chance. I make it in 53. Okay. Let me, I need to talk on this. Thank you for bringing this up. Evan, I need you to listen. I want you to open up your freaking ears and listen to me here. All right, folks. So we do this every year. And I was saying this in the, in the chat. We do this every year, me included. I'm not excluding myself from this. Me included, where we, we fight for all these guys to make the 53-man roster, the bubble guys, right? And we'll use Bobby Hart as an example. Cordy Ford gets shipped out. Bobby Hart is on the squad right now. And we are like, Bobby Hart played well. Bobby Hart did this. Bobby Hart did that. Brandon Breen is like, yo, it's hard to find guys that started 64, 65 games in this in this league. I don't care where you've gone, what you've done. If you start 64, 65 games, that means something. I get that part, right? Bean is always looking around for something. So let's just say, I'm using Bobby Hart as an example because this was brought up. Bobby Hart makes a team. How long do you think that lasts? Because there are 31 other teams that are be cutting their players and cutting linemen and there are going to be guys that will be that will be that will be released, that will be better than Bobby Hart, and that they will bring him on, right? Didn't how long? When did we bring on Forrest uh, Forrest Lamp? Was it late in? Um, I think that was a off season signing. In was it an off? It was a late off season. I can't remember if it was late in the off season. I, it was. I, I, I think it was last last off season. 
Tommy, uh, Bobby says, yo, Bills fans always stick up for bum players. Well, it's just, it's just what it is because we we have them all offseason. That's all we know. That's all we talk about. So when we hear guys like, and then there's no shade, Quentin Morris, I mean, Tommy Sweeney, um, Tanner Gentry, like we we have these guys that are like, you know what I mean, the underdogs that could, you know what I mean, potentially make the squad and you want to fight for them. And then when cuts get made and other guys get cut, uh, like, I don't know, let's just say we had only, we only had Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. And let's just let's just say this was last year, right? If Kenyon Drake were gonna cut, everybody would be all over Kenyon Drake. Yo, we should look into Kenyon Drake, but we but we were just praising Zach Moss. But Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake. So you don't think a lineman's gonna get cut and we're gonna be like, and we're we're praising Bobby Hart right now, and maybe he sticks on the team, but then a lineman gets cut. We're gonna be like, yo, bring that lineman over here. I heard, I remember he was this, that, the third. Let's bring him over here. Bye bye, Bobby Hart. It's just what we do. It's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? We I, praise our guys, and then when another guy gets cut, yo, bring that guy. OBJ. Bring OBJ. <laughs> you feel me? What are you going to say so? Go ahead. You know what? This year is the year we don't do that. And here's why. With all the injuries that the offensive line has sustained throughout the season, yep. one player that has been steadily there the entire training camp in all preseason is Mr. Bobby Hart. He has been there through the thick and thin. He's, you know, gotten very comfortable with Aaron Cromer. He knows the playbook in and out, I hope by now. He's comfortable in this system. He knows Josh Allen. He knows Case Keenum. He knows Matt Barkley. He knows how to play, you know, four positions on the line. That's what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean said. I'm not saying that. They are. So, you know, he knows how to play all four, you know, four positions on the line. And he's just comfortable here. You know, why bring in a veteran? Why bring in a guy who might be better? You might have a better career, but does he fit? We don't know. Bobby Hart is just a nice, comfortable depth piece. I don't think he gets moved. If he makes the roster at worst, I think he gets bumped down to the practice squad for a guy like Ike Butker after after week four on the pup list. No, that's what it is. It, it's possible. It, 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 anything is possible. Anything is possible. It's just it's funny that people were poo-pooing on Bobby Hart last year, and Bobby Hart is uh, is is has stepped up his game. But it's not a bad thing. Because when you have a coach that can coach, you have a coach that can kind of give you better situations and put you in better position to win, and they've moved him around, that's huge. That's massive. So uh, good. <laughs> we might as well start talking about Bobby Hart for freaking 22. <laughs> I'm telling you. Honestly. Man, Bobby Hart, like, this, there's no news on, man. God damn. The last, the, last four year, the last four days of shows have just constantly been talking about Bobby Hart. I'm sick and tired Hey, it's a revolving door that just keeps on spinning. It's a revolving door that just keeps on spinning. And I love uh, it. Yeah. And you know what? Pierre makes a good point, man. You know what team is deep when we're debating a 54th freaking player? Thank you very much, man. I'm sick and tired of you, man. Talking about Bobby Hart. And shout out to Bobby Hart. If he makes a squad, he makes a squad, man. I'm done talking about it. Damn it, hey, Bobby. Rico, you got to get Bobby Hart on the program. Oh, boy. You got to get him on the show. You tripping now. All right, folks. You we, need to, <laughs> we need to talk about. The 53-man roster. First of all, thank you guys for tuning in. I had a horrible time with this freaking junky-ass, janky-ass internet that I'm dealing with that I'm going to rip a new one in them tomorrow in the freaking AM because right when I'm about to start the show, my Wi-Fi went out. Boom. Right before I pressed live, I was like, ooh, good thing I didn't press live. But people are waiting. And poor poor Evan is like, hey, guys, uh, well, uh, that clip just played. I'm going to you feel me. Evan came through, held it down. Could you imagine if I didn't have a producer? You guys would have been like, yo, what's going on? 
but the fact that y'all stuck around it is much appreciated i gotta and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to him tomorrow man i'll tell you that right now and no pause no pause i ain't pausing shit radar reekers coming out god damn anyway <laughs> so we need to talk about this 53 man roster and uh i started with the offensive side of the ball and i'm looking through the offensive side of the ball and it's 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 pretty i think it's pretty set evan do you feel that it's set i know you have your offensive side of the ball i have mine and we can share uh what our 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 predictions will be but 53 man is it's it's gonna be i think it's pretty simple this year i think they already knew who they wanted on their squad we need to see who is going to step their game up and we definitely have some guys that are showing out in camp but will it be enough well we already know the quarterback room is set in stone right it is in pen it is not in pencil we already know what it is 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 it's over with we get that part right by the way, shout out to my man Carl Tolman. Says, "Yo, Matter Riza winning the job is good, but we have yet to see where the ball goes when punting from the forty. If he places it inside the twenty, both from midfield or from the end zone, then we are truly blessed." Well, we have this game this Friday coming up that we can truly find out. Josh isn't playing. I think it's going to be a whole lot of depth players playing, so we will find out what he's made of. I mean, a lot of people were kind of annoyed last game. When we finally have an opportunity to punt the freaking football and they throw in Matt Hack for what? You're wasted a rep on Matt Hack to save his dignity. Is that what it is? Well, I'm telling you right now, his dignity was shot when you drafted Matt Arise in the fifth. He already knew. I don't understand players that don't do this, where you're a, a position that is, is kind of, I wouldn't say not a popular position. It's not a popular position. He's a punter, he's a special teamer, right? You're the one guy on the team that does the one job. <laughs> Your job is to punt the freaking football. And they go out, not only bring another punter, but they draft one. Not in the seventh. No, no, no. They draft a punter in the fifth. If they, if I'm the punter for the team and they draft a punter in the fifth, 90% of me is saying, all right, fellas, where's my bag? I'm going to pack my shit. And can y'all let me go so I can go to a place that I can actually have an opportunity early in camp? Instead of battling with Matt Ariza, the they they the punt god, and I'm gonna stop calling him that. That's the last time I call him the punt god. But anyway, they they bring in this guy and you sit there wanting to compete. That's the other 10%. The 10% is like, well, he's gonna have to come out and out punt me. He did. He was doing it way back in college. So what why are you wasting everybody's time with this the punt battle, the punt up a loser? Yo, knock it off. Knock it all the way off. You wasted people's time talking about writing articles about freaking Matt Hack, and then you you bring him on. <laughs> yeah, now they're calling him that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Alex Lucci. I think Alex Lucci coined him the 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 hold his yeah. Anyway, um, bye doctor. Yeah, but the, it's just I'm I'm I was annoyed. I was annoyed. You got this guy coming on wasting a rep. You got to give it to the guy so we can see if Matt Ariza can punt from to inside the twenty. How accurately can he go? We were we were robbed of that opportunity. But anyway, back to the scheduled program. So we're looking at this this offense. Josh Allen, Case Keenum, Case closed. Do you agree, sir? I think Josh Allen and Case Keenum are on the roster. I I uh, as of right now I have Matt Barkley coined uh to the practice squad. Yes, I mean we we yes, that's yeah. correct. 
That is correct. So Matt Matt Barkley is going to remain on the squad. Uh, they'll send him to the practice squad. Practice squad, I think we're housing, what, 16 players this year? Uh, yes, so you get 16. We, we So we're housing 16 players. So we will have Matt Bitcoin Barkley on the practice squad. So we're going to be running with two quarterbacks. It'll be Josh and Keenum. Case closed. Running back room. Here's what it is. Now, Blackshear has got a lot of people up in arms, boy. Blackshear. Raheem Blackshear. What's his name? What do we call him again? Mr. Radio Raheem. Radio Raheem Blackshear, baby. Uh, and Radio Raheem is, he's got people talking right now. He's got people talking. And to the point where they're questioning whether we keep a certain third round running back. Do, is he pushing Zach Moss enough? Doubtful. No. Is he pushing Taiwan Jones, the special teamer? That's what people are talking about. Do we really need Taiwan Jones? We have Matikavich. We have, we have, we have, we have all these special teamers. Well, today, I think uh, I was in the group chat with my man Bobby, and uh, he was looking at the special teams percentage on, on how much special teams Taiwan Jones is on. That dude is on like 80% of the special teams. That's huge. That's massive. And if you need him to spell you at running back, he can. He's a he's a he's a freaking special teams ace. So we already know RB1 for the Bills. And I must clarify RB1 for the Bills is Devin Singletary. Corey Buffalo says, Yo, Evan, do you even know who Radio Rahim is? So actually, before the show, you know, I'll don't say anything. Just, just, tell him, just tell him where Radio Raheem is. Where, where do you? Where is Radio Raheem from? What's it from? Uh, a movie in the eighties. A movie in what? That's all. That's <laughs> Brad, all I need to know. Well done. <laughs> there you go, Corey Buffalo. He told you. He told you. But anyway, Devin Singletary RB one, RB two Zach Moss. I feel strongly about that. I'm not wavering. Zach Moss is RB two, and I think uh, Zach Moss is going to do what I thought he was going to do two years ago. I thought because they were force-feeding Zach Moss to be the number one guy, to take over, to take over Devin Singletary's spot. Trade Devin Singletary. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to take that. Legit? That's not a legit statement. <laughs> Trade Devin Singletary. But anyway, I'm going to let that slide, brother. Devin Singletary, RB1, Zach Moss, RB2, RB3, James Cook. There's your three, all right? Then we got Reggie Gilliam as, as slash fullback, slash tight end. He's there every down. He goes anywhere we need him to go. So what are we doing with Raheem Blackshear, and what are we doing with Duke Johnson? I'll tell you, they're both gone, right? But the question is, who are they going to keep on the special teams? I think this third game coming up, they're going to go neck and neck of who remains on the squad as the practice squad player. I got to give it to, I don't know, man. You can go with the, the savvy vet in Duke Johnson, which I really like. I like his game out of the U. Or do you go with Raheem Blackshear that's come out of nowhere? Now, Blackshear, apparently people know him from way back in the day. That boy can play. This is not news to anybody. He can play. It's just a matter of him finding a home. The problem is we already, we're stacked there. So I'm going to leave it at that. I say 
your three are Cook, Moss, Singletary. There's your three. You got Gilliam and Duke Johnson and Raheem. You guys are out of here. Do you feel any different about that assessment, sir? Yeah, so I have the Bills keeping like five running backs, and that's me including Gilliam and Tywan Jones. Uh, but the three running backs that we're going to you know, be, be holding in the house is going to be Devin Singletary, James Cook, and Zach Moss. And I basically agree with you going down the line of Singletary being RB1, Zach Moss RB2, and James Cook uh, RB3. And, you know, you, you got people saying in here, like, do we really need Zach Moss? Heck yeah. He's by far the best the best blocking back. Well, he's there you by go. far the most valuable, most valuable in the red zone. I mean, look what he's done in the red zone just throughout preseason. He's just been scoring touchdowns. Solid. You see what he's been doing in practice. In 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 in, in, in practice. Uh, I know it's practice. I know I'm gonna throw the Allen Iverson line. Practice. We talk about practice. Yes, I'm talking about practice. You damn right. Zach Moss is beginning RB1 reps as the main red zone back. All camp, hey, all training camp not, long. Let's not forget Zach Moss has actually he's got really good hands. He has really, really good. good hands, and we are going into an offense that is going to allow these running backs to catch the football a little more often, especially now James Cook is in the building. So I'm not sleeping on Zach Moss at all, man. Like we have a, a nice tandem uh, running back, a, a running back by committee. Now, fantasy wise, you're done. It's it's tough, man, because who is going to get the lion's share of carries? Is it going to be the same as last year? Are we gonna are we gonna truly have one guy that gets most of the share? Are we gonna split it all the way down the middle? With all three backs is that's running back hell for fantasy. If you guys are trying to drive, grab one of these running backs, don't do it. Uh, shout out to my man, John DeMarchi. He echoes the same sentiments. Moss is healthy now. Best pass blocking running back by far on the roster and take short yardage hits off of Josh Allen. Huge. Moss is a rough bar fight guy. And that's what it is. And that's what we needed him to be the last couple of years. But the problem is he's been nursing injuries. He is officially healthy. He's ready to go. So I think there's going to be a big role for Zach Moss, and uh, he's going to eat into Devin Singletary's role, um, and it's going to it's gonna work out great. James Cook, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. Now, devil's advocate, devil's advocate here, and I hate to even use that, but anyway, you catch what I'm saying. Is there a possibility that they move Zach Moss. Is there a possibility? And I know um, for a reason. Because Zach Moss is 24 years of age, same age as Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is a little, he's got more touches on him. He's got a little more wear and tear. Where do they see the future of this team? It's number one. Number two, you got Devin, Devin Singletary going into his last year of his deal. Are they looking to restructure his contract to make him the going forward, the back? It's going to be him and Cook. And do they get trade compensation, compensation, excuse me, compensation, I was about to say, compensation for a guy like Zach Moss? Is there is there a market for a guy like Zach Moss out there? Or do they just let the chips play, let the chips lay where they play, and you just go? Um, because right now, that's a full house in the running back room. That's a full house. It's tough. So... I like them staying the staying put and being the way it is. But if we're going to kind of like, all right, well, what if? Because Cody Ford was someone I did not see happening. He had the, I, I know he had the value, but I didn't see them trading him because I didn't think that it was like the value was enough. And I was over at Bobby Hart for sure. But looking at that running back room, could you see a scenario where they move Zach Moss, 
just to kind of, you know what I'm saying, solidify that running boot, running back room a little more, especially because they got James Cook that they want to get more touches to. It's going to be hard to do that with three freaking running backs back there. Evan, what are your thoughts? So my thoughts overall, I don't think Zach Moss is getting moved. I think the way the NFL is going in, you know, today's game and today's day and age in football, you want as many running backs as you can. You know, it's it, every running back backfield is a running back by committee, right? So you have Devin Singletary, who's your RB1. He's your first and second down back. As of right now, James Cook's your third down back. And then you have, guess what? Let me smash that right button so, you know, Rico can upgrade his internet. But also, you know, we're upgrading our running back room with guys like James Cook and a healthy Zach Moss. And Zach Moss is that third guy that's going to be your red zone back. You have a very diverse backfield, right? You can't go wrong with all three. All three guys are going to be good. And for for whatever reason, an injury happens, the next man's up, you know? So you have that. I don't think you should trade any of the guys this year. The only running back I think that would be traded potentially is a guy like Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson actually has a little bit of trade value. I think you can maybe get a sixth or seventh for a guy like uh, Duke Johnson. I don't think you would benefit from trading Zach Moss as of right now, because why, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Devin Singletary. His contract is up after this season. Let's say you don't resign Devin Singletary. All right. You trade Zach Moss. Who do you have left? James Cook. They just, that's, now, that's the point. They drafted James yeah. Cook. I, I, I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I like James Cook, but, what are the Bills going to do next year? Draft another running back? Like, do That's we they do. really want to? I know, but do we want to keep drafting running backs? I think if you can have a sustainability in the backfield, you should. You know, whether that is extending Singletary or next year, maybe you look to trade Moss. Maybe, maybe that's the the territory that the Bills explore next year. Is at the end of the season, Devin Singletary is a player you extend. You roll him and Cook out, and then hey. Zach Moss has trade value from a decent season with the Bills, then you trade Moss. So that's, that's not – I don't okay. want to lose two backs and only have a guy in James Cook because we really don't know what James Cook's going to be. I think he's going to be good. And it, it, that, that just kind of goes into the super chat here. You know, Bobby Glean comes over and says, do you think Cook can turn into Alvin Kamara type player? I think he can. I don't think he'll be as good as Alvin Kamara because realistically Alvin Kamara at his peak of playing is a top five back. Alvin Kamara is Alvin just, Kamara can bang. First of all, yeah, Alvin no. Kamara. Kamara is he can he can go in between the tackles, uh, and he can take his lumps. He can take his hits. Uh, we have yet to see that from from James Cook. So it's it's early. It's too early. Let me just let me. I think it's a safe the safe answer is it's too early to determine that. Uh, we need to see at least a year of touches with James Cook against big boys. You know what I'm saying? Not third string, fourth string guys. I'm talking about big boys. And we will really see uh, what he's made of. That's what we'll see. Uh, I think we're going to keep all running backs, first of all. I don't think we're trading Zach Moss at all. Yeah. Um, I, this That was just a conversation to kind of put out there because anything is possible in this freaking game. I'll tell you that right now. Anything is possible. But anyway, running back room, I think we're, we we are set on the running back room. I think we all agree. Uh, Taiwan Jones will probably be the guy that stays around for the special teams. Um, and then we have Reggie Gilliam and then Cook, Singletary, Moss. Blackshear, Duke Johnson. Special teams are cut. Either way, they're gone. Now, tight end room. This one seems to be heating up. This one is a heat. This one's heating up. And I need, I need, this one is, it wasn't as easy. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because certain questions are coming up, right? But financial, financials are also coming up. Now, before I get into that, Truth to Hearts comes in and says, hey, one day I hope the Bills players actually embrace the mafia theme as far as nicknames. 
like Diggs would be sticky fingers or Davis 13 stitches Allen the sniper, for example. I mean, maybe, maybe that's, 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 that's back in the day, man. They don't do that type of stuff, that type of stuff no more, man. They're not, they're not about that. I mean, nobody knows. And they don't, these guys don't know who sticky fingers is. They got, they have no idea, brother. They have no idea. But anyway, Devin, I mean, Evan does though. Evan, you know, who sticky, sticky fingers, right? Yeah. We're back in the day. There you yeah. go, man. That's all late you need to know. Are, late 80s, early 90s. We're good. <laughs> That's all you need to know, man. So, uh, speaking of this tight end room, man, how do you guys feel about this tight end room? Number one, all right? Because this tight end room might be a little more, maybe maybe I'm making more. I'm making too much of it. Let me just go right into it. You got Tommy Sweeney, Dawson Knox, Quentin Morris, OJ Howard. All right. So those are your main those are your main boys right now. So Knox, obviously, he's number one. Number two. Is OJ Howard safe to make this team? I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Yes, I did question it at first and I really started to think about it. And Evan and I talked about it a little bit, but I thought I started, I started to think about it. They brought him in early in free agency. They brought him in early in free agency. Because they felt that that was a, a solid move. This is going to help this team, and this this tight end too. And and I and I have to say I have to explain to you guys because we make a stink, we make a stink for the tight end position and who we should keep and who we shouldn't keep and so on and so forth. And online today, I was on I was on Twitter and uh, I saw a tweet uh, coming from my boys, the the Rock Pop Boys. Right, and they were talking about that 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 tight end position, and they made some really good points, some really good points. I'm looking for the so the tweet so I can actually, you know, what I'm saying read it back to you guys, right? And I stand by it. So John Scott comes in. John Scott uh, comes in and says, "Hey, I think John Scott is from what is he from? He's a Spec News Buffalo. I've never heard of Spec News, but he's from Spec News One Buff. Okay." He goes, uh, here's the reality of the Bills' tight end room. Tommy Sweeney and Quentin Morris have made far more plays than O.J. Howard. However, Howard's dead cap is 2.6 mil, a little higher than that. And I just can't see Brandon Bean eating that. Pause. Especially after saying he needs to restructure any, any way to clear space. So remember, I don't know if you guys heard that, but in the press conference, Brandon Bean was talking about, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta restructure some, I got to move some things around and so on and so forth, right? So... Here comes the Rock Power Report. Shout out to them boys. Them boys are nice. Those are my boys right there. And they made they made some good points here. In 2021, so, and, and before I get that, you're looking at this tight end position. It really doesn't matter who tight end two is. Really and truly. It doesn't matter. Did you guys, do you know who our tight end two was last year? Evan? Who was our tight end two last well, year? Well, at the beginning of the year, it was uh, Tommy Sweeney, but in the back half of the year, it was Dawson Knox and... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Oh, yeah. I did that on purpose. I did that on, what'd you say? 
and a little here and there. And I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose because nobody knew who it was. You wonder who it was? It's 21. (laughs) Our tight end two were Tommy Doyle. We kind of sprinkled in Tommy Doyle a couple times and Sweeney. In 2020, who was our tight end in 2020? Do you remember? Dawson Knox. It was Croft and Lee Smith. Croft and Lee Smith. All right? We weren't like, we were just like, oh, yeah, it's Lee Smith. He's been around the league a long time. He loves Buffalo. Man, who? nobody gave a damn who the hell tight end two was, right? So now we're making a big stink of it. We did not bring in O.J. Howard, and I say this because we didn't bring in O.J. Howard to have him to have him sit there and just be a bum, and we're going to cut him. You know what I'm saying? They brought him in to be a, a, a second target to be able to run block because we're going to be running the ball a little bit more, and we got a big body frame. If you look at the theme – Tommy Doe, I'm Tommy, you got me saying Tommy Doe. Sweeney's a big boy. And so is OJ Howard. He's like six, 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 seven. He's a big boy. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, let me read this tweet. In 2021, the Bills were the third highest scoring team in the NFL. And it was number one in the red zone in touchdowns. Our tight end two, three were Doyle and Sweeney. In 2020, our tight end two and three were Croft and Lee Smith. Like him or not, Howard represents the most multifaceted option at tight end two we've had in years. He very likely stays, and I completely agree. I can't see a reason that we'd let him go. It doesn't make sense for us to to go ahead and go with Tommy Sweeney and no shade on Tommy Sweeney. But there's certain things that Tommy Sweeney cannot do that O.J. Howard can. Pass blocking, run blocking is huge, and that's what O.J. Howard is there for. Also, to be an offensive piece. So, furthermore, the team that see the team had underwhelming depth at tight end and was still an elite NFL team. That's the thing, man. We're when we have Josh Allen, it don't matter who your damn tight end two is, but it does matter that it's OJ Howard because he gives you a bigger frame for you to go at. So to me, tight end two, and I go all to say this. Excuse me. You're going Dawson Knox. You're going with OJ Howard as number two. Number three, it has to be Tommy Sweeney. Why? Tommy Sweeney is drafted by the team team. That's just simple. That's is that simple as that. So, do you refute? Do you feel any different, or do you like that that trio of of tight ends, or do you think we go with four? Highly doubtful. You go with that? No, I mean, yeah, I I think I think you're right on the nail there. I think we go with three. I obviously think, obviously, you know, Dawson Knox and OJ Howard are your two guys. You know, you know, again, we brought in OJ Howard to be a difference maker, whether that's in the pass game or the running game as a blocker. You know, he's going to be a dynamic player downfield for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, Quinn Morris is an interesting player because he has that more – he's he's got a closer frame to a guy like Dawson Knox. You know, he's a little different than O.J. Howard and Tommy Sweeney. But I don't think the Bills want to play it safe anymore at tight end two, right? Over the past couple of years, you know, they, they've just played it safe. Absolutely. Go get like your veteran, veteran sturdy players like, you know, Tyler Croft, Lee Smith. You know, Tommy Sweeney's a vet now, but yep. he just doesn't have that game-changing ability that a guy like O.J. Howard does. So that's where I'm going to stand on it. And O.J. Howard looked very good in the limited reps that he had against the Broncos. He looked very good when his number was called. So I think that's, uh, you know, a bright spot. That really gave me a little signifying hope for okay. O.J. Howard. Like so that. I think the Bills do keep three tight ends. And, I, I and Sweeney would be my third. I agree. Uh, we're going to know about OJ if he plays deep in this last preseason game. You think that's going to matter if we see him in the third and fourth quarter? 
I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. Um, I think they just might want to give him more reps. You know, I mean, this is a guy who is brought in from a Bruce Arians offense that was pass heavy and he's coming over to a Buffalo offense that looks to be a little more balanced. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Uh, I think if he plays more into the third and fourth quarter, could that be alarming to a little bit? Maybe, but I wouldn't go too far into it. I'm pretty sure uh, Brandon Bean mentioned that they basically have most of the roster scrapped. Like they have most of the roster oh, yeah. like broken down. Oh, for sure. There's no question. So, I mean, if they have most of the roster broken down right now, I'm pretty sure OJ Howard is part of that final 53. I agree. And let's move on to the old line. Now, the real question about this old line is this. How many are we keeping? All right. Uh, last year, I believe we kept eight. Um, this year, I think we do the same. Right. We have your swing, your swing tackle. You have either corner, either tackles go down. You have a guy that can go from left to right. And then you've got your interior lineman. All right. Uh, here's the deal. And you let me know if you agree with this, Ev, or not. So, obviously, you have your five, Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates, and for the lack, because he's coming back as the veteran guy, Spencer Brown. I don't know what's going on with Spencer Brown. Uh, I don't know if Questenberry is going to be the guy that takes right tackle. We're going to learn way more next game. We'll find out a little bit more. But those are your five. Spencer Brown makes your five. Now, here is... The remaining and excuse me i'm i said eight i said i meant to say nine i apologize because i'm looking at my thing now and i circled a big nine um heart makes the squad are you happy about that evan son of a beast you converted <laughs> the man the over right by default calm down all right uh tommy doyle mance and questenberry though that's your line that's your line right now right questenberry obviously we brought him in from the titans he's going to be going from I see him playing guard. I see him playing tackle. So that'll be your guy right there. Um, and at the end of the day, Doyle and Mance are your inside. Your your obviously uh, Doyle's your tackle, and Mance is your your backup center. And then obviously when uh, Ike Butker comes back, uh, then obviously he'll be back on the roster. But for the for the for the conversation that we're having right now, making the squad, there's your nine. And then when when Buddy Ike Butker comes back, you know who has got to go. What's his name? Mr. Bobby Hart. There it is. And Mance, Mance is injured. Uh, but I mean, I, I didn't see him on the injured on the death. So sometimes y'all. No, he to... um, no. So he, he got carted off of practice, I believe, yesterday. Okay. That's I'm not too that. sure how how uh, severe the injury is. I and you know what? I'm actually looking it up real quick. I can't see it being serious. But um, I'm, thank you for that. Who, who, who mentioned that? Is that? Uh, um. Appreciate it was, uh, the Bills Mafia. I appreciate that. Right here. It's not Bills Mafia. Fs. I got you. Appreciate that, bro. But anyways, but that's your interior line. All right? I don't think anybody refutes that. Do you, is there anybody that you feel that, uh, I think you should put this guy in there, or do you feel good about that? Um, When I'm looking at the offensive line in general, I got it popped up here. I would like to see a guy in Luke Tanata maybe make the roster. Um, You know, Luke Tanata, you know, was a late-round draft pick that I think could be a solid NFL player. But he, I think he just needs a little more time. He's a little more raw than some of the other guys we've had in recent years. You feel that uh, Luke I think Canada has carved himself a, a way to make the 50 no, 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 no. I would like, I would like to see him on the roster, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be probably thrown towards the practice squad. Uh, he's just a young player that I feel like could could be good one day. Uh, 
but you know, as of right now in this Bills roster, we can't really just house guys that are going to be good one day. So I think I think Tanata probably gets the boot to the practice squad. Yo, Bobby's such a fool. Who? And here's the problem. It's just because I can hear him saying it. He's such he's such a idiot. Anyway, uh, but that I like that. Luke Tanata, I mean, he, that's those are the guys that you you feel that there's a lot of potential in them. You stash them onto the practice squad and you well, hope what about yeah, like Greg Van Rotten. What about Greg Van Rotten? You brought him up. Talk to me about him. No, I mean, you, I mean, I'm just because I'm I'm going through the depth chart here on my phone. Yeah. I I think he. Uh, I mean, you brought him in here. He he's, I have what, not he started heard a single thing about Greg Van. Me Rotten. neither. But okay. I mean, he started most of the games last year for the Jets. But I don't know. Well, you he's know, a starter. He, the Jets that was that that we we brought onto the team and was absolute buns. Do you remember that? I'm trying to remember who. Can somebody help? Can somebody help my young friend out here? We brought him from the Jets, and that what that's what made um, what's his face that uh, that made him so angry that he left the team and he went to the Bengals. And my his name is eluding me right now, but you guys you, you guys know who I'm talking about that we brought from the Jets was an absolute bum. He was a turnstile. He was a guard. What's his name for crying out loud? It's it's eluding me right now. Winters, Brian Winters. Here it is. He was an absolute bum. He was buns. Awful. Brian Winter was awful. And uh, we brought him on thinking that, oh, we started a lot of games. He was absolute trash. Trash. And then Quentin Spain was like, you know what? Y'all going to disrespect me? Yo, cut me. Release me. Do something. I want out of here. And guess what he did? He went to the Bengals and had some good success. And was part of the reason that the run game was solid. And I digress. So I don't want to hear about, well, he's got a lot of starts and he did that. It don't mean shit. Robbie Hart's got a lot of starts. I don't give a damn. <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. You got you got me sounding freaking angry when I'm not really angry. But anyway, moving on to. So, uh, do you feel good about the old line, the line room, the line old line? I yeah, no, I I have us keeping nine two, and my nine guys are Dawkins, Morris, Brown, Saffold, Bates, Questenberry, Doyle, Mance, and Mister, you know MVP, Mister MVP, Bobby Hart, <laughs> and then you got Ike Butker that will probably knock. Sadly, I hate to say this, but he probably will knock Bobby Hart off the off the fifty three man roster. Of he will. He you know back. he will. <laughs> Winters had me so mad the whole season. Yo, Winters was so bad. It was awful. I what he, I think he, what he, when he played against the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Chris Jones is an, a monster, but Chris Jones was just ugh, I can't even get back into that. Uh, Evan trying hard to find the brightest diamond on the super in a super rough. I know. <laughs> Evan's like, let me look for a diamond in the rough. Mm, Greg Van Rotten. What about him? <laughs> what please? What about him? Anyway, uh, let's go to the receiver room. Let's move over to the receiver room because it's clear. That we feel that we're gonna keep. I mean, do you feel we will keep six? I think we're gonna keep six. We have never kept seven. I, we always, you know, what I'm saying we always talk about well, we should keep seven, and we don't. We never keep seven. We have six receivers, and that's what it is. So here's it is. Here's it is. Stephon Diggs number one. 26, 26 rated player on the top one hundred. Salute to. Uh, my man, Stefan Diggs, he should have been a little higher in my my personal opinion. Um, but there he is. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. This guy said, Dukas, Winters, and Hart. My goodness. That trio of names, and we all had him on the same freaking team. Golly. How did Josh Allen remain alive? That's that's what I want to know. How hey, don't remain? disrespect Bobby Hart like that, man. <laughs> don't throw him in those three names. Here we go. But you had freaking... Dukas, and that's a that's my my fellow Haitian, but golly, Vladdy, 
no good. But anyway, let's go to the running the receiver room. Stefan Diggs, number one. Gabe Davis, number two. We already know what's good with that. Number three, Isaiah McKenzie. He's turned into Buffalo's sweetheart. That's just what it is. He is beloved by everyone, and he knows how to do it. And sometimes you got to do those things to have you stick around the team. Deion Dawkins has learned how to captivate the city of Buffalo, and they love him. Isaiah McKenzie's doing the same damn thing. I don't know how he's able to do it, but he's doing it, and well done. So Diggs, number one, Davis, number two, McKenzie, number three, Khalil Shakir, number four. And I feel very confident about that. Very confident. He gives me no other reason not to put him there. And not only that, it looks like he's going to be our punt returner. So salute to him on, on that job. And I hope he keeps it. And I hope he does extremely well by it. Khalil Shakir, number four. Number five, Jameson Crowder. A lot of people want to talk about Jameson Crowder. Oh, well, we got Mike Isaiah McKenzie. We have Khalil Shakir. What do we need a Crowder for? Well, because we paid his ass. We paid him good money. And we brought him in to do several things. But one specific thing was to catch the ball, not only just to catch the ball, but to keep going with the football. That yak, that yaggedy yak, right? We want the yards after the catch. We don't want you just catching the ball and going down. And that's not a bad thing because Cole Beasley was a catch and go down, but he was always, always aware where the sticks were. The sticks were there. He knew exactly where to get to. Down he goes. Always respected it. That boy always was aware of where the sticks are. It was Cole, it was Cole Beasley and the sticks. So Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, Shakir, Crowder, number five. And then they'll mess around with they'll they'll intertwine these guys on the field. Now, here's the deal. We have a position that three guys can fill this role. Unfortunately, one of them is hurt, and that's Marquez Stevenson. So they'll probably likely put him on the IR. Did they? I think they put him on the IR. Did they not? Not yet. They probably didn't. No, not yet, because I think he still has a chance. To make they'll it use back. that as a roster. Oh, well, we cut down in the roster spot, so he'll be on IR. Whether they decide to, you know, I mean, try to bring him back next year, or do they feel like it's good enough that who knows what they'll do? Will there be a settlement? I have no idea. They'll probably just put him on IR and shut him down for the year, or maybe not, depending. Right? Maybe designated to return where? But anyway, so you got Stevenson. Then you got Isaiah Hodgins drafted by the Bills. Brandon Bean drafted both him and Davis together in the same class. And then you got Kumro. Now, here's the deal. Stevenson, IR. He's out of the question. Hodgins or Kumro? At the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. And I'm going to give you my take, and you let me know what your take is. All right? Here's the deal. Both these guys are big-body guys. They can play inside in the slot position. They've had a, a pretty strong camp, but the one difference between these two gentlemen are two things. There's not one difference. There's two differences. One, the freaking the freaking GM drafted him, number one. All right? That's number one. Number two, he was supposed to be the better prospect over Gabe Davis, the more polished prospect. And if that prospect is starting to come alive and be the guy that they thought he was going to be Minus the injuries, you don't even think about this one. You just do. You say, Kumro, it's been real. Sayonara. However, however, Kumro presents a very big piece on special teams. So how do you keep 
Hodgins over Kumro, but Kumro is very valuable on special teams. Well, I think the press, I think it was McDermott or was it Bean that said, if you if you are not going to make this roster or you're not going to be a big piece of this roster, you better well be someone that is going to be useful on special teams. Kumro is that. However, they've been giving Hodgins the same amount of snaps as Kumaro. So if they're both getting the same amount of snaps, but one is outshining the other on the offense side of the ball, and you also drafted him, there should be no question about it. Kumaro, it's been real, but I'm going to go with the guy that I've been freaking housing and leaving him on his practice squad and developing him, and he's now officially going to get into the position that I want him to be, and that's contributing to this offense. So I'm keeping Hodgins over Kumaro. Furthermore, furthermore, when an owner, there's there's a sense of uh, there's a sense of pride. There's a sense of of, of I, I'm going to use the word pride because when when you what's the best? I'm going to try to use an analogy here. I'm going to try to use an analogy. All right, you go golfing, right? You you spent a hundred. I don't know, like. I'm going to say a ridiculous number. You spent like $400 on clubs. Is that is that a lot on clubs, by the way? I don't know if that's a lot. I don't even know. Okay. I'm still using my pop clubs. $700 on clubs, okay? You spent $700 on clubs. I'm just going to go outlandish. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm underselling it. $700 on clubs. And you're just, ah, the, the clubs just don't feel right to you. It's just, it's just like, I don't know, you went to hit one and one bent and you went to send it to get kind of repaired. And they give you these loner ones. And these loner ones are really good. But now they call you back and say, by the way, your clubs are ready. You spent hard-earned money on that. You sent them to get all custom and rebuilt and set up for you. You want your own clubs that you paid money for, not the loaner clubs. I don't want the loaner clubs. They've been great. Thank you for your services, but I want my clubs. By the way, $700 apparently is cheap. So let's ante up. <laughs> let's go Let's go $3,500 for, for, for some clubs. $3,500 for clubs. Let's, Those are some bougie clubs. Live. I don't know my, my clubs. Let's go Titleist, right? Titleist clubs. And you and you get them back. They're like, by the way, sir, your Titleist clubs are ready. Fuck, I put 3500 bucks into that. Bring them to me. By the way, these loaners, were, they were fantastic. They did a really good job. I could drive really well. My short game was nice. But you know what? My clubs are back. I invested in this. I did all the research on it. I want to use my freaking clubs. Guess what? The Bills want to use Hodgins. So they should be able to bring Hodgins right back to the squad and have him on the receiver six. And now you have a big body receiver that's got beautiful hands. And now he can play special teams. And I think he's going to be able to do that. So to me, Hodgins over Kumro, it should be a no-brainer. But I'm not the GM. So we'll see how that plays out. Evan, how do you see this this shaking out? Yeah, um, I see this shaking out in the in the favor of Isaiah Hodgins. You know, first of all, I love, I love Jake Kumro. You know, I love me some Jake Kumro. I think he does a lot of wonders on special teams, but he just doesn't do enough offensively for myself to, you know, throw him as the sixth receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say in years past, the yep. sixth receiver on this team used to be guys like Andre Roberts that wouldn't oh. see the field offensively, but would only see the field for special teams. And, you know, that kind of was the role of Jake Kumro last year and the year prior. But realistically, what does Jake Kumro do offensively? Like, he's nice. He can do some things. But, like, what does he do offensively? Like, realistically, touchdown Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's got one touchdown with the Bills. One. One stinking touchdown. And, and I, I remember it. It was a know. seam. 
a seam pattern. It was it was a beautiful throw against Denver by yep. Josh Allen. I get it. I get it. Jake Kumro has good hands. He's a solid veteran. He's very good on special teams. But you got a guy in Isaiah Hodgins who is drafted by the Bills, yep. who has been the superior offensive receiver in training camp and preseason compared to Mr. Touchdown Jesus himself, Jake Kumro. Like Hodgins has been levels ahead of, of Kumro. And then you got to take towards the special teams fact. You know, Hodgins and Kumro have both been playing special teams. I think Hodgins, or I, I still think Kumro is a better special teams player than Hodgins, but I think Hodgins is there enough. And when you match his offensive skill set and his production compared to Kumro's, it just makes sense. I think it blows him out of the water. I think it just makes so. it just makes complete sense. Um, somebody said that we kept seven seven receivers last year. Well, we didn't we didn't keep seven. We put one on, um, and I, and when I say six, I'm talking about six active, active. Uh, I don't remember anything. I was keeping seven receivers active. Initial fifty three. Like so, my man Robert uh, Bobby comes in and says, "Yo, initial fifty three. We kept six receivers. I'm looking at it now. I don't know where you guys got seven. Seven was always the debate." The debate was seven receivers. Are we going to keep seven receivers? And we'd never keep seven receivers. We always go six. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with seven receivers. Go ahead. James Cook. There's your seventh receiver. That's your seventh. James Cook. Like you you, you don't need anyone else. There's your seventh receiver, James Cook. And guess what? He's running back too. Makes, you know, (laughs) Reggie Gilliam. (laughs) We're over. There is. I like it. And you know what though? But it's a fair point. We don't want to just gloss over and laugh at it. It's true. You have he becomes your 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 receiver that comes out of the backfield, and there he goes. You know what I'm saying? Now you have a threat that at any point up against a linebacker, he should be able to take care of business. And that's just the facts. This is what it is, right? Um, but great, great point on that, Evan. So uh let's let's flip over. So let's are we we're good with that? We're keeping Hodges over at Kumro, and we'll see how that plays out when uh, when it comes time. You, you know what? I want to I want to say something really quick. Go ahead. I think we've agreed on everything. Was that? I think we've agreed on everything. I think we have. I think this is where we the, the I think things are going to change now when we go to the defense side of the ball. What do you think? Really? I you know what? And, <laughs> you know, really? Before before we get that, that's that's yeah. the one thing about the Buffalo Bills roster. Yeah. We are so top heavy and backloaded mm-hmm. in the depth that every Bills fan realistically should agree on who we're keeping because these guys are just locked in. Like there's no debate on who's the top five receivers. There's no debate really on the top three running backs. No, we I mean, realistically, I mean, there's no debate besides Bobby Hart on the O line. There's no debate, you know, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I hate to agree because like it, it just, it just is so like down the line, you know, but yeah, yeah, what am I going to do? He wants us to freaking rattle the things up. Well, we're about to rattle shit up right now because defensive side of the ball is coming right now. So here we are. Here we are, folks. We're going to the defensive side of the ball. Shall we start with the defensive front or should we start with the defensive back? Let's go defensive front. Let's start with the trench. Yeah. I like the trenches. So here it is. The trenches. The trenches. Here we go. So obviously, Von Miller is our guy. You got Greg Rousseau. Then you have Ed Oliver. Then you've got, okay, so here's where I have those three as a mainstay. Tim Settle stays. Daquan Jones stays. Boogie Basham stays, right? So we're at six linemen. I think we're going to keep what? 
nine linemen. I think we're going to do nine on the defensive side of the ball, maybe even 10. That's maybe what 10. I have. I have nine linemen. You have nine linemen? And maybe even 10. Mm-hmm. They're all depending on how things shake up and who we keep less of, right? So I got Vaughn, Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Carlos Basham. AJ Epinesa. I think we keep AJ Epinesa. I, I want him to stay. I feel like they drafted him in the second round. They're not, and they just moved on from Cody Ford. And Brandon Bean's like, yo, I ain't losing another second rounder that's going to be a bum. I don't need that on my resume. Make it work, AJ. Make it work, AJ Epinesa. So I'm keeping. Damn, we kept 11 last year? No way. Did we actually keep 11 from the jump? Or did we adjust and have it up there? Yo, please give me the give me the true numbers right there, man. Evan, can you double check? I, I actually had 11 well, last year. I, I think Bobby might be right because I think he was looking at the uh, last year's depth, last year's depth chart from the initial point. I think, yeah, I think Bobby's on with that. Well, then, if that's the case, if we if we kept eleven, I'm looking that up though. High. If we kept eleven last year, well, then you know what? Here it is, man. AJ and Ep- AJ Epinesa ends up being seven. Phillips ends up being number eight. Lawson ends up being number ten. Excuse me, number nine. You got, can't, you got I me. Mean, you're not counting. And then if we if I'm keeping two more guys, believe it or not, I like Eli Anku. I don't know about you guys, but I like Eli Anku to stay on the squad as an interior lineman. Um, and if we do, Mike Love, I like Mike Love on this squad. Now, eleven, there's your eleven. I can't see us keeping eleven. Bobby says we have eleven last year. I just can't see us keeping eleven. And besides, our eleven, what's that? We did keep 11 because saying, I'll so read them all for really 11. Quick. If we did keep 11, then I like that number. Uh, Brandon Bryant has been freaking unreal as well. I can't even hate on that. So I'm writing them all down now. So the real question is, how many do we keep? Are we keeping 11 again? Because our linemen are much better than last year. Are we able to, you know what, let's, let's, because we have to keep. 11 maybe because like yo we're not that great man fl bada we don't got fl bada on the squad anymore uh you know what i'm saying so like we got better guys on the squad so maybe we keep less so let's just say we keep 10 are you keeping and i have i have lawson as nine is lawson worthy enough of a roster spot with this team are we are we liking the addition, the re-addition of Shaq Lawson. Yeah. Over a AJ Epinesa. I think AJ Epinesa deserves to be on the squad. But Lawson had a heck of a preseason game last week. Oh, phenomenal. I'm like, so are we keep keeping nine? To me, nine is ideal. Keep nine so you can keep more DBs, especially because Trey White, we don't know what's going on with Trey White. Thank you, Jessica. What's up, girl? I'm gonna go nine. Let's go nine. F it. I'm not doing eleven. Let's go nine. Yeah, no, no. I have I, I have nine too. And uh, Let's go nine. you want me to read off my nine? Give me your nine, and then we're gonna because some see uh, Brew Crew Frischen says, "Yo, we gotta keep Brian. Brian has been freaking excellent this pre this preseason. He's been phenomenal. He's been freaking he, awesome. Yeah. So like, ooh, it's gonna be tough. So let me give me your nine because I'm gonna reshuffle my nine since we're keeping nine, right. not eleven. I got Von Miller, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Tim Settle, Boogie Basham, Daquan Jones. In my in Jordan Phillips, in my opinion, those seven are like automatic locks. No ifs, ands, or betweens. 
Those guys are just locks. Um, and then I have Shaq Lawson and AJ Epinesa. Shaq Lawson is my eighth. AJ Epinesa is my ninth. So if you if they wanted to keep eight for some reason, I don't know why they would, but if they kept eight, AJ's gone. But because I have Shaq you, why Lawson. Would you put, why would you get rid of AJ before Shaq? I like what Shaq brings. I I, I think you only can have so much youth on a defensive line when you're trying to push for a Super Bowl. I get it. AJ Apanasa has the potential to be, you know, a big time player. He's got the potential to do some big things in this league. But when you're pushing for a Super Bowl and you have already two young guys and Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham, who really haven't even hit their peak yet, you can't have another guy in uh, AJ Apanasa be that type of project young type of player i'd rather have a proven player who is very good against the run too but um no i, I mean i get it like uh you know aj epinesa and shack lawson they're they're right there neck and neck I'm, I'm not you know saying like this guy is miles ahead better than another i think aj is going to be good this year i think he might even you know push for some starting snaps you know here and there but at the same time you know i think i think nine's a comfortable number but overall, I mean, after that, you got a guy like Brandon Bryant. I like what Brandon Bryant's done in preseason. I think he's been a valuable defensive tackle. I think he's done some good things in the run game. I think he's done some good things, you know, as a pass rusher getting to the quarterback. He's just been a good player. And I think he might just be that practice squad guy. Hopefully he stays on the practice squad and someone doesn't poach him. But if someone does, someone does. But I, I think uh, Brandon Bryant stays in the practice squad. I got the Bills keeping nine. Do you think they, they have uh, AJ Epinesa as trade candidate? No, not as of right now. And it kind of goes to the point of Zach Moss. You know, it's a, it's a guy, you know, but going there's, way more, there's, way more, there's way more depth on this team. And we drafted Russo and Basham. And we're only yeah, going to bring more I, depth on next year. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to give up on Epinesa. I don't want to just look at like year it. three like and it. give up on him. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean – there was a reason why people had this guy hyped up. You know, he's he's a powerful edge rusher, and he can do a lot of scary things, you know, when he's on his game. I mean, we saw uh, the stint that he did against the Dolphins last year and injuring Tua Tungavailoa. Yep. I mean, he's got potential. Now, can he hone that in and do it consistently to a point? I don't know yet. All right. But I like let's that. see if he can get to that point. How much so, Lady Bear goes, AJ is this year's Daryl Johnson. It could happen, man. I could see, I could see them move him. Not because he's terrible, but it's just that we just have too much damn depth. And everybody wants a pass rusher. You got to get after the pass rush. You got to get after the quarterback with a nice pass rush. So maybe that's that's the route we we take. So uh, I think I'm with you. Um, everything you just said. I'm we, still, have, we agreed again. And I hate to do that. I hate to do that. I hate to disappoint my man Pierre because he loves he loves violence. Um, and I, I can't bring the violence right now. I just can't. And I'm, I love bringing the violence, but I just can't right now at this moment. Uh, I think I'm with you. And we're gonna kind of re, re, we're gonna have to refresh this to see if we got our fifty three man down. Uh, linebackers, I think I feel good about that that D line. I, I honestly like, and it sucks because Eli Uncle I really like, Mike Love I like a lot, Brandon Bryant I like, and those are all good practice squad guys. But I'd love them to be on the squad uh, and make something happen. But here we are agreeing again. Once again, we agree. Uh, linebacker, okay, linebacker. Obviously, you got Milano, you got Edmonds, and you got Tyrell Dotson. All right, they signed Tyrell Dotson to a one-year extension. So here it is. Somebody said, yo, spice it up already. I need to see some beer bottles broken and some stabbing. All right, so here we go. Milano, Edmonds, Dotson. 
there's your there's your three then i mean first of all we keep six linebackers i think we kept six linebackers last year um um i'll get back on that yep and so terrell bernard we just drafted yep. so there's there's your four andre smith although he he is going to be suspended for what i think six games yeah they like him and he had a really good game last game so i think excuse me i think they like him a lot Balen Specter, that boy has been playing very well. Seven, I think we, we grabbed him in the seventh round. Balen Specter, I and think it's six. Yeah. Then we have uh, well, then so what's the deal? So Tyler Matavkevich is one of our guys on the squad. So what do you do with Tyler Matavkevich? You got to keep Matavkevich. So then Baylor Specter gone. That's it. I mean, I mean, you know what? It's it's hard because you have Tyler Matavkevich. I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, you want to look at the fact of how Balen Spector played his first game. He played phenomenal, right? Right. Excellent. Like, like, like he he played very well. He showed that. Hey, maybe one day, if something happened, I could be a starting linebacker in this league. He played with that type of potential. But then you also have to look at, you know, my guy Tyler Medikevich, one of the best special teamers in the league, one of the best special teamers in the NFL. You can't get rid of that. You, you can't get rid of that. He simply has led the Bills in special teams tackles too many times to just get just to just get cut. I mean that that that's what it is. He's not getting cut. So I mean, he's and they, not they getting were going to cut him. They were going to cut him a long time ago where they could have saved money. They're not going to. So and I know Andre Smith is being he's going to get uh, the sixth game. So they're going to put him on the, uh, the I guess the freaking unable to play because he's obviously suspended. So he's got a roster spot that opens up. Um, Milano, Edmonds, Dotson, Smith, Bernard, Manikavich. There's your six. And then Baylor Inspector to the practice squad. Um, it's the only way I can look at it right now. Um, but with Andre Smith being suspended, maybe they keep Baylor Inspector as that extra linebacker. Uh, I don't see anybody else uh, making it. I mean, Joe Giles Harris, he brings the thunder, but do they take the Baylor Inspector, the young thug, the young Thundercat? Yo, let love chat. Um, let me see if I can get Love Chat to jump on the on the mic if they want to come and talk football with us. If not, block a Love Chat for me in the in the chat, if you will. Oh, um, I was typing, I was typing up something, and uh, you know that that just popped up. That's my fault. But um, you know, I was looking up something really quick because I, I, so, I wanted to just double double check. You know, if a player is suspended, they mm-hmm. do not count against your fifty three man roster. Right. So that's why I took him out and I put yeah. I put uh, Bale Inspector in. I think Bale Inspector, yeah. or it's going to be Giles Harris. Giles Harris, Joe Giles Harris. Wait, no, so, this is this is my thing. You yeah. keep Andre Smith around. Who says Andre Smith is, you know, a lock on this team? Special teams, like, realistically. Ace. Special teams, ace, my guy. That's yeah, why they, like, Andre Smith. they traded for Andre Smith. They didn't just pick yeah. him up. They traded for him. They said, "Yo, I'm giving up picks for you. Get your ass over here." So Andre Smith being out, I think it's going to be between Bale Inspector and. Joe Giles Harris. So if you were going to pick the rookie or Joe Joe Giles Harris, who are you going with? I'm going Spectre. Um, give me the Spectre rook. complains. Yeah, give me, give me the, the rook, rook, man. Baby. You know, you know, give me the rook. Um, I think that Balen Spectre can play inside. That's you know, and and you know, Joe Giles Harris can do a lot of things. He's a great sideline to sideline linebacker. But you know, when I'm looking at this roster, so is Matt Milano. So is you know Terrell Dotson. Yep. So is Terrell Bernard. And you know, Harris so Smith. Bye bye, Harris. So, 
Balen Specter season. I mean, I love him. Specter Balen. That's the way I look at Inspector it. Inspector like Valen. You know, like Inspector Valen. That, that's that's a new name. Inspector Valen. Uh, oh, you said you said Inspector. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I said Inspector Valen. Uh, here we go. So I like that. Six six, uh, six linebackers. And then uh, once uh, Smith comes back and then Specter goes right back to the practice squad. Sorry, kid. Got to go. All right. So let's go to the DB room, baby. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Trey White, obviously, he's making the squad. They're, they're going to wait till the last hour to decide whether they're going to activate his ass or put him on the pup list, and then we'll see you in four weeks. To me, the safe thing to do is to see you in four weeks. Let these let these young bucks, you know what I mean, get in there and figure themselves out and uh, get their feet wet. And then by the time you come back, they'll have some games under their belt. And if you need to, if you're not all the way back just yet, they can remain in the game. Um, but I'll tell you right now, man, Trey White, obviously, obviously on the squad, Dane Jackson, number two, um, Elam, four, Benford. There's your there's your three and then four. And then you got Lewis. I think they keep Lewis. Um, I think they, they have a love for, um, for well, Lewis. I think they Cam Lewis has also been playing safety too. I see I that. that. They're they're moving him yeah. around. What's going on? Like, fam, let's talk he about can play this. slot, outside, and He's, safety. He he's he's and special teams. He's valuable. So to me, Lewis right. is for sure on the scene. Then you got Teron Johnson. There's six. Now, Jamarcus Ingram, you're out of here. He's I next really up. Try, I ain't trying to hear about no Jamarcus, Jamarcus, right? Then you got Saran Neal. They consider him a corner. So Saran Neal obviously is there. And Josh Thomas. So there it is. That's a lot of corners, though, man. God, like, Does Josh Thomas make the roster? Well, he's making the I roster over freaking think... Ingram. And now, and now keep this in mind. Our safeties, this is where it becomes, excuse me, jo- Josh Thomas is a safety, but I'm I'm looking at Josh Thomas right now, and I'm looking at the safety room. You got Jaquan Johnson is definitely making the squad. Oh, for sure. He he is a huge oh, special. Jordan, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Jaquan Johnson, Damar Hamlin, Nick McLeod, five safeties. I think we Nick, kept five safeties last five safeties last well, year. Here's the thing, now. What do you do with a guy like Nick McLeod? Nick McLeod and Cam Lewis are a little similar, in my opinion. I'm keeping Cam. They both. Can, yeah, I mean, the Cam Lewis can play more spots than Nick yep. McLeod, and I think he's better than Nick McLeod. Nick McLeod, yeah, he was a good name in camp last year, but he's had flashes here and there. But I don't think it's worth the roster spot, I think maybe a practice squad spot. I don't think Nick McLeod's a guy who's going to get scooped up. I, I just don't think he's going to get scooped up by a team. Uh, so I, I, I think it's, you know, pretty pretty reasonable to say that Cam Lewis would clearly make the roster over a guy like Nick McLeod and be that – I, would, I don't want to just say the last guy, but, yeah, he'd be the, the kind of the last corner and the last safety, and he'd be a very valuable player. We kept five safeties last year. I think we kept, uh, was it, uh, we said Poyer, Hyde, Johnson, Hamlin, and who was it? The I don't know if they considered well, Saran yeah. a, a safety. Or yeah, whatever. you know, so it was a mix of both. So last yeah. year they kept Trey White, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson as corners. Then Neil was kind of that fifth corner for the safety. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. So, so right now we're in defensive backfield. We're keeping one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Not 11. Am I reading that wrong? 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 DBs? No. 
I have the Bills keeping 10. So Hamlin, Johnson, Hyde, Poyer, Teron Johnson, Benford, Elam, Saran, Neal, Lewis, Jackson, Trey White. There's your 11. Well, yes, yeah. So Trey White obviously wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, um, I'm counting Trey White. I put Trey White in there. Okay. But if you're not counting Trey White, then it's 10. So there, there's yeah. your there's your roster. And then obviously uh, Matt Ariza is there. And you're good. So really, there there ain't going to be many people that were saying like, oh, well, we didn't know. The, the only really big question mark really is Hodgins. Maybe the tight end room could be a little tricky depending on, on how they feel about OJ Howard. I don't think they're just going to just let that man walk. I just don't think that's the case. So there's really no questions, really. They got rid of it. They, they solved one problem by trading away Cody Ford. So that's a problem yes. solved. The running back room is, is I mean, Blackshear is making noise, but he's just not, not enough noise that they're going to unseat both these guys. So they're good. I think that's that's your roster right there. I don't think anything is is changing up, man. Um, if you're up to Pierre, because uh, I think Pierre was talking about uh, potentially, uh, he was thinking that. So I'm trying to make something up so people can riot and go after him, but <laughs> I can't think of anything on the top of my head. But at the end of the day, man, folks, this roster it's it's not as complicated as most might think it may be. It's really not. The defensive line, it's it's a matter of how many we keep. It's how many we keep. If we're we're keeping nine, then Lawson could Lawson could end up making it. If they value interior linemen more so than edge rushers, then that's a whole different ballgame. Maybe they keep a guy like Brandon Bryant. Maybe Brandon Bryant made so much noise that it pushed Lawson out, and they keep AJ Epinesa. That, that's a possibility as well. Um, so it's going to be really fun to see uh, who makes that squad. So the major the major really cuts that are going to happen is Kumro. And then it sounds crazy to even say that's a crazy cut. But Kumro gone. That was the one that was the major one that we saw. Potentially, if, if, we're, if we're tight on the D-line, it's going to be between Lawson. Lawson and AJ. And I just can't see them parting ways with AJ because that's a pride thing. I think... Desperately, Brandon Bean's going to want that to work out. So, I mean, shoot. <laughs> We're going to keep it that way. Your Rico trying to start a little lie. <laughs> I tried to, but I couldn't. It, it was, I wasn't freestyling well enough that I could try to think of something, right? Pierre wants RB1, Devin Singletary traded. I mean, I can't do that. I can't do that to you. Those mafia will come no for way. you. Um, but Johnny Blaze says there's always a surprise cut. There is always a surprise cut. But there is. I don't think because this team is so stacked and just so well, it's just well constructed. There's not going to be something that stands out and surprises you because we're just so deep. I just can't see I, a big name being cut. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to kind of agree here with, with a uh, humble Bills fan. How are you going to agree? I, with I'm that? not for it. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I well, mean, you're going you know, to agree with it. So you're for it. I'm, no, I'm not for it. But if there was a surprise cut, it would have to be Why? Jason Crowder. No, no, you're gonna have to because explain yourself. I, yeah, I'll explain this myself. Violence you know, that, that right here. wanted. Here's the violence. Explain yourself, Evan. <laughs> no, the only reason I feel like there could be a surprise cut with a guy, you know, like Jamison Crowder, is because of how much the Bills value Jay Kumro. I believe the Bills very really have a high, um, you know, value on Jay Kumro. And if they don't want to cut ties with Isaiah Hodgins and Jake Kumro, maybe they cut ties with a guy like Jameson Crowder. Because when you look at this depth, 
at the slot position, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, James Cook can play in the slot. Isaiah Hodgins can play in the slot. Stefan Diggs can play in the slot. I get it. Jamison Crowder is a guy. He has dominated the Bills so many times on so many occasions over the past few years playing with the Jets in the AFC East. You know, there was that run two years ago. It was like a 70-yard score that torched, you know, torched us and then, you know, kind of left something in the back of my mind. So when we signed Crowder, that was the first thing I thought of was that play. But again, James Crowder, great player. I think he can do wonderful things for the Bills if he, you know, is on the 53-man roster and gets touches in the regular season. But if there was a surprise cut, realistically, I think Jamison Crowder is the guy to get cut because of how much the Bills value Jake Kumro. Okay. Well, no, they don't value Jake Kumro. Because if they, I think value, they Jake, if they value Jake Kumro as much as you are saying in this case, because you're making a case right now, then we wouldn't be talking about Isaiah Hodgins. It's not about why, why are you even mentioning Crowder? Crowder is not even, they, well, they all play the slot. Okay, great. They all play the slot. Cole Beasley played the slot. Isaiah Hodgins played the slot. Do they play the slot the same way? No, they don't. It's like saying we got four running backs. They all play running back. Yeah, yeah, but we have a speed back. We have a power back. We have an elusive back. You can't just mix them all in and say they play the slot. It doesn't work that way. Crowder is one that not only can he get in and out of his breaks, but he's looking to score. That's the big difference. That is the big difference. That's why we brought him over there. We seek this man out and brought him to the team. That is the big difference. You can't tell me that we're going to keep Kumaro and cut Crowder. That just... It doesn't make any sense to me. And if and let me play this game. If they did cut, uh, excuse me, they cut Crowder, that would be a blunder on Brandon Bede's part. That would be a blunder on Brandon Bede's part because you you brought, you let go of Cole Beasley, one of the better slots in the game. Y'all said, I'm parting ways with you. And you, you go and bring Crowder in just to cut him again? Nah, fam. And you mean to tell me that Isaiah McKenzie lit it up that much over Crowder that it's just that there's just such a gap? I don't, there's a, I don't think there's a gap. I think they're going to keep both those players because they both do big things and different things. Kumro, sayonara, man. I, I was actually surprised they kept Kumro last year, truth be told, if we're going to keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? So we're, gonna, we're trying to keep him this year. I can't see it happening. Now, I didn't really choose violence very hard because I didn't go hard, hard on you. You know what I'm saying? But I just can't, for those that are sitting here talking about Kumro, I mean, Crowder getting cut, I just can't see. I, don't, I just don't see why. It doesn't make any sense to me. It makes well, no, no sense. You know, I'm... You know, I'm just gonna just come back for more. Yeah, come back. (laughs) You know, the only thing I'm gonna say is the Bills roster is so deep that if a player did get cut, it just shows you the testament of how deep this roster is. And you got to give credit to Brandon Bean for building up this roster. Again, surprise to Bobby Hart. Yeah, get that. You know, we're getting that comment out of here. Uh, uh, you know, but the overall thing with Jamison Crowder again, Jamison Crowder does a lot of different things at the slot position. His yak is there, his ability to have the mindset to go for the pylon instead of just probably settling for the easy catch and going down. That was different between a guy like, you know, Cole Beasley compared to, you know, Jameson Crowder. And I get that. I get it. But when you look at this roster as a whole, as a whole, when you're looking at it, if there was a player to get the knock and get cut, it would be Jameson Crowder. Because when you look at our outside receivers, outside of Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, realistically, who is a proven outside receiver on this team? Stefan Diggs is the only proven guy. I know. And he, Gabe Davis isn't even really proven yet. Davis, Davis, not, I don't, Davis is going to have a huge year, but he's not proven yet. 
And yeah. a lot of outside, really outsiders that are not Bills fans are like, yo, y'all are gassing this Gabe Davis guy. He had a good game against the freaking Chiefs. But prior to that, he was just all right. A lot of other guys, they don't know what's coming their way. But, like, that's what they were saying. So the only proven guy that's on that squad is Stephon Diggs. But then Crowder, here's what Crowder brings to this team. And I don't think people realize it. Crowder gets you 11 yards of freaking attempt to him. With him, he's giving you a first down every time he catches that ball. That's what he averages for his career. Let me, and last year was a kind of down year for, down year for him because he was a little hurt. But like the years that he was healthy, playing out of the slot, 833 yards, 699 yards. And you're playing with a terrible quarterback with an awful head coach at the time for the freaking Jets. And he gave you still, he still gave you 833, 699. He was averaging almost 11 yards a catch and then 12 yards a catch in 2020, right? The guy had six touchdowns apiece and dude just, he works. That's, that's what we got him here for. Every time the Bills played the Jets, who gave us issues? Jamison Crowder. Always a freaking issue. So guess what? We're, we were pulling a Bill Belichick. Take the thing that always pisses me off and put him on our team. That's what Belichick does. That's what he does. And now we're, we're taking the, we're taking that from him too right now. Crowder may lose out to Morris. Oh my God. Chewbacca. Sorry. <laughs> we're done. We're not doing this. We're not doing this today. Dude, I threw that comment up there just because I knew you were going to just <laughs> look at it. And we're not it. doing this today, Chewbacca. I'm going to choose violence with your ass. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, we're going to leave it at there. Um, but someone said, but that's why it's a surprise cut. Yeah, but then there's, there's folks, don't make me turn into a meme doing one of these things. But that's why it's a surprise cut. Well, you know what? Josh Allen's going to get cut. Surprise. <laughs> you feel me? Like, come on. Come on, people. There's, 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 there's cuts where you're like, nah, nah it's not going to happen. But like that, that's a surprise. You know what? Surprise. Josh Allen's getting cut. Surprise. No, it's not going to happen. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pierce is stupid ass. Yo, the show started 10 minutes ago. Now we want violence. It's not getting there. We're not going to do that. Uh, but, folks, let me just keep it. <laughs> Someone said, yo, Rico, you reckless. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it a buck. Uh, <laughs> folks, it's been great. I think we we figured out, I mean, I think we all knew what our 53 man was going to be. Um, but here we are, man. Like, we know what it is. Now it's just now put the freaking roster together. Let's get this thing started. Monday night freaking uh, Thursday night football. We started, I'm a, my mind's already on Monday night, but Thursday night football we started and then freaking then we bring it back to Monday Night Football, tailgate party. We're going to do freaking drinks. We're going to go. We're going we're gonna to do Oklahoma's all night long. And then we go into the game. Bruce Rico, you're battle. going right to the turf. You're going right to the turf. Right. Yeah. Right. Listen, I was when we did Oklahoma, I was never one that went, you know, you know, I mean, booked you like that because I didn't need to. It was one shimmy and I'm going. See, I did it so quick. You guys didn't even see it on camera. Uh, gone. You feel me? I didn't have to do much. do much. But. I look forward to the season. This season is going to be freaking amazing. We are going to have a lot of fun this year. I'm telling you that right now, this stream, you guys already know how much I bring the heat when it comes to post-game shows. I feel very confident in my abilities, and I'm going to bring it to you guys every single Sunday. Every single primetime game is going to be here. Lock yourselves right in to the record part with the Buffalo Fanatics. We appreciate you. Uh, Evan, closing remarks, my guy. We talk about the roster. Ooh. We talk about the good things that are going to be happening this year with this this team. 
you're a ranch guy, so I sell you celebrate the ranch. I'm not a ranch guy. Okay, I'm just making sure you're awake. I'm just making sure you're Whoa. awake. Face. Look at Evan's face just just turned. Ranch? How dare you? Speaking of ranch, speaking of ranch, Dude, blue you're a ranch sick. guy. You're a ranch guy, Rico. I was a ranch guy until I was put on the blue cheese, and I said, you know what? Game over, blue cheese. However, I went to get wings at this local spot around my way. And I told you guys, they don't really do blue cheese out here. They just, it's not like something that's like, like you guys, it's just like they put on the table for you. There it is. We have to request it. Hey, do you have blue cheese? Oh, I think so. Like, it's just not, it's not thing out here. But anyway, I went and asked for blue cheese. Cause I remember you guys keep telling me blue cheese just isn't the same outside of Buffalo. I don't know what it is that they do in Buffalo that makes this blue cheese legit, but I had to request the blue cheese at this local spot that I'm at. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, not the same. Not the same. It didn't taste the same. It didn't have that 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 Buffalo freaking blue cheese taste. It just didn't. Uh somebody said where are you from? I'm from Canada, man. You guys see my hat? You see that see that you see the maple leaf right there. I'm from Canada. The question is, where in Canada am I from? I mean, a lot of if you guys have been you guys have been paying attention, you guys already know what it is. But yeah, man, blue cheese is just C'est pas la même chose. C'est pas la même chose. I'll tell you that right now, man. So I guess I got to get my blue cheese in Buffalo. That's it. That's that's just what it. That's a, that's what it's got to be. Buffalo wings with blue cheese. That's just what it is. It's got to be that and that going forward. Ranch guys should be barred. Uh, my man Space Oddity says, where in, where in Canada? I'm in Nova Scotia. I just moved out here about a year ago. Actually, a year. What are we? Uh, the 23rd? A year ago, three days ago. I moved. I moved here. I got here August 20th. So, Oh, yeah, your boy's up here in the Atlantic. So that's how we're doing it. I'm probably, I'm in New England territory, by the way. Everything around here is New England. You go to freaking sports stores. I go to the Lids. I'm looking for a Bills jersey, which they never have, first and foremost. Shame on Lids. And, uh, yo, Bills Mafia's from the Caribbean? Where are you from, bro? Um, but anyway, uh, they never have Bills jerseys at Lids. And when I go to the local lids here, it's all New England. I was like, gross. What is this? Where am I? Well, we're not that far from Maine and Massachusetts. Not that far. I'm like, gross. This is great. Yo, bring me back to Ontario, man. I need I need to see more Bills people, man. Real talk. Uh, but yeah, man, folks, that's it for me. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show. I really, really do. And you guys know how I feel about this. I hate it when my tech is off. It's gross. It throws me off. Salute to Evan that held it down. Until I can get my act together, I'm going to give my freaking internet providers a a, a beatdown, a verbal beatdown, and they're gonna they're gonna run me my money back. I'm telling you that right now. But I appreciate you guys sticking around and making sure that we gave you guys a show, um, and uh, we will continue to give you the good stuff back uh, Friday because we got the game on Friday. So we will see you guys Friday. It's game time. And then I'm off to Alabama this week. So I'm going to be visiting my sister. So guess what? I got to, I can't, I can't not go in and give you guys a little something. So I'm going to pack my mic. I'm going to pack my laptop, all that stuff, and then bring it over there. I hope my sister's Wi-Fi is good. Because if it's not, Ala, you know what? You guys always blame me for my Canadian Wi-Fi. Your Alabama Wi-Fi better be good. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I'm going to bring. Do we so got any people from Alabama in here? Yo, where's my people from Alabama? Where's I think she's from like Hoover City. Hoover. She kept on saying, she's like, don't call it Hoover City. We don't call it Hoover City. It's like calling it like Tonawanda City. What are you where are you from? Uh what part of Buffalo are you from? Well, Seneca. 
what's it's like calling it West Seneca City. You just don't do that. It's just West Seneca. That's it. So I'm like, my my bad. Shit. So yeah, I'll be I'll be heading out over there and uh, we'll go from there. Oh my shit, Bill's Mafia's a Trini. What up, Trini boy? Um, I mean, if she, if she, we if we spread love, man, I'm Haitian. So sock passe to my zoes in this bitch. What's happening? Um, so folks, that's it, man. So uh, I will be in Alabama starting next week. Uh, so Sue, who's from the Rock? Rock City in the business. All right, let's, I see you. So uh, yeah, I'll be out of Alabama. Um, so I'll uh, I'll be checking you guys out. I hope they got good food out there. So I'm gonna be I'm be getting my my I'll be getting my stuff on over there, and then uh, we'll catch up, and uh, we'll be doing our stuff. So this Friday, game time is game time. So we're gonna be doing our thing, and then it's <laughs> it's Hoover Rico. I got you. I got you. I was I was telling my sister it was Hoover City. Yo, I'm going to Hoover City. She's like, oh please don't do that. Anyway, so uh, Friday game time. And then uh, we're back at it again the following week. And then uh, you got it. Monday is going to be my boy Z-Bot. Z-Body Bot. And then uh, Tuesday, we're back at it again uh, with me. And then uh, Wednesday with Rev. Thursday's open and we're back again on Friday with myself. I may not be next Friday because I'll probably be on the on the traveling side of it. So you may not see me next Friday, but we'll work something out. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for us. Uh, closing remarks. I didn't get, I cut you off with the closing remark because I said you're a ranch guy and you just lost your shit. Uh, so closing, <laughs> closing remarks from my guy, Evan. Uh, my closing remarks is that when the official 53 man roster is out, Mr. Bobby Hart, you'll see his name in big bold, right? All, all the, all their names are going to be in black, right? Just standard 12 font black. Then it's going to be Bobby Hart in 24 font black. Just <laughs> right there. Font black, Bobby, Bobby Hart. All right, cool. Bobby Hart in 24 font black on the, on the, uh, official 53 man depth chart i like it and everyone's just gonna be like huh what where and i'll be like let's I go like i like it yo a question for you you have you have uh season tickets right yes sir so uh when this new season excuse me when the new stadium opens up do you have the the right to keep your season tickets at just any other price or do you have to rebid for all that crap or is it just like new stadium um, I, did they tell you guys yeah I think we uh I actually probably should talk to my dad about that. Um, but I think well speaking of the guy, there he is. Hey uh, Scotty boy. Scotty boy. Well, speaking of, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and ask uh, Scott. I mean, yeah, honestly, if you want to type into the chat, that'd be awesome. Uh but you know, I was saying like I think uh I think we might I think we might be set. I think they sent out an email uh stating like, you know, you just have to like reclaim them. Uh, I know the price is gonna go up a little bit. Probably a couple a hundred bit. bucks or Please whatever. Listen to this guy, Scotty. You hear your son? He's saying a little bit, buddy. The price is gonna go up. The rent went yeah. up. They don't just they don't I, just I don't your price up for rent just a little bit. They go, it's out. It's you. You out of here. Almost it's like a form of gentrification, man. They're gonna the old average Bills fan coming in. They're gonna be like, no, nah, maybe we want the high posh Bills fans to come over there. Boy, that's gonna be gross. Yeah, no, I, I will say this though, we we got lucky and we claimed our tickets really good. Like, like just straight out the gate, we got them for the 2019 season. And as of right now, um, they are uh, making go, go in the 300s before you can even get down in, in the 100s. Are you, what are, yo, this is gross. Oh my gosh. Uh, we are in on the season trips. So okay. That works too. I got to freaking start to, I'm so, it's, it's as if I have to start saving now so I can be able to afford. Uh, to go there because they already rape Canadians to go out there with the conversion rate is disgusting. It's gross, but it is what it is. But anyway, folks, that's it for me. Um, so uh, closing remarks for me. Um, we're gonna have a huge year. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be freaking lit. And 
this is the place that you want to be right here. There we go. I'm not used to doing that. You see that? The recall port. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'll bring my guy, Mr. Evan Harrington. He'll come on with me and, and chop it up with me. And uh, he held it down today. Salute to you, my G. And uh, that's it for us, man. So, folks, Buffalo. have yourself a Buffalo. freaking great Buffalo. rest of the week. We'll see you back at it again on Friday. It's game time. We're not going to see a lot of the starters Buffalo. play. It's going to be a lot Buffalo. of depth players. Buffalo. The one thing that I will say that I, I saw somebody say, somebody said go ranch um for a team uh for a bills mafia there are there are, listen there are people that don't even know who their four string receiver is they have no idea who their you know I mean backup their their swing tackle is no idea who defensive ed number six is let alone db number four we are sitting here debating linebacker six we're debating receivers five, receivers six. We're debating running back fours and fives. Dude, we as a te- as a Bills Mafia, as as we know our team. You feel me? And uh we're gonna be watching this game. And I bring this up. We're gonna be watching this game as if we were watching a freaking real pre like regular season game with everybody in it. We know who's who, and we'll be paying freaking attention. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. We will see you back at it again on Friday post game. And drop that microphone if you know what's good for you. Drop that microphone for this guy right next to me. And if you have watched up to this point, do me a favor in the chat. Just type in BF. BF. How about all the BF day. hat? I need you to do BF all day. That lets me know that you guys are proving it. Let's go. Folks, have yourself a great evening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Salute to you, Evan. appreciate you. And we'll catch you all on the flip side, folks. And until next time. It's your boy. It's the Buffalo Bills. And I'm gone. Catch on the flip. Let's go. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. It's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson. Who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. Who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field. See no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock. Seventy yards, will it be caught? Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder down the field past the whole roster that step digs make it so easy. Touchdown, high mark field rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bash kick, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us with Devin and Cook? You know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah, Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.